we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Welcome, dear listener, to the Nonsense Bazaar. I'm Willow Truman. I'm Sequoia Kennedy. And today, we're picking back up where we left off last week. Oh, we got to get right into it because there's a lot to go through. We got a lot to go through. <laughs> where, did we, yes. where did we leave off last week? We left off with the Summit Lighthouse transferring assets to a new church. Yes. One without the IRS on their backs. Yay. One named the Church Universal and Triumphant. Ba-ba-ba. And triumphant they were not. No, no they weren't. Yes. Uh, we learned that dear Elizabeth Clare Prophet and her new boy toy, Randy Cube King, <laughs> really bungled the finances by investing in silver. And yeah. we know that the bunker saga is upon us, but not for another 15 years. Right. So even with all of those colonic machines, there's still so much bullshit to get through. <laughs> and I'd like to have Ted Koppel of ABC Nightline guide us into this episode, get our brains nice and oiled Ted, up. Ted Koppel's great for getting you oiled up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice and slick. This, quite frankly, is one of those stories you save for a slow day when not very much else is happening. And even then, you wonder whether it merits the attention. Not that the church universal and triumphant isn't interesting. It is gloriously bizarre and fascinating. But it is also exceedingly strange. As one Montana neighbor put it, I'm surrounded by people whose dipsticks haven't seen oil in a long time. <laughs> That observation, even less obliquely put, has been made in particular about the church's current leader, Elizabeth Clare Prophet. The organization itself sometimes seems less a church than a cult, but it has several thousand members, and as Nightline correspondent Farah Sawyer reports, they, their convictions, and their activities are a little difficult to ignore. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. Was- Dipsticks have been oiled in a oh while. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> dipstick. I never really put together. Is that like where that insult comes from? You're like, you're a dipstick or is it dipshit? Uh, it's dipshit, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Dipshit. Probably. Dipstick is the G version of it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't so, know where dipshit comes from. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ew. So there's no way to condense all of the prophets and all of the summit lighthouse universe into two episodes. There's just not. Yeah. So I'm going to recommend the main source that we're using for this episode, which is a book called 400 years of imaginary friends by former members of cut Kenneth and Talita Paulini. It's a yeah. great book. Yeah. And they go uh, into a lot of the history, not just of summit lighthouse church, universal triumphant. They go into uh they basically retell a lot of psychic dictatorship in America about mm-hmm. the IM activity and they talk about they, theosophy yeah. and all the esoteric ideas. So they like, they lay it out in a big and other, readable book. Of, uh, Ascended well, master. Oh yeah. Movements they, as well. They so talk about a lot of it. It's one of the only books that I could find that yeah. really dig into this topic and it's great. Comprehensive. So, yes. That's a word I would use for it. So to catch us up to where we are in the timeline. How should we get here? Well, we are now at the point, I'm just going to bring us back a teeny tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. Just nine days after Marky Mark's death and ascension, when he became Ascended Master Linello. Chinello. Yeah. 
<laughs> Elizabeth, or rather ascended master mother Mary through Elizabeth, declared that, you know, her and Randall King were going to get married in secret. It was going to be secret. Right. Okay. So they do this little secret marriage. See, Elizabeth thought that she was pregnant. She mm. knew it was going to look bad. So she claimed to the whole church that it was an immaculate conception and she was pregnant with a Christ child. That's why the marriage was in secret, you see? Oh, no. Uh, she didn't, you know, getting pregnant right after your husband dies, it's really not a good look. Not a great look, <laughs> especially if you just, like, inherited his church yeah. and uh, his whole shtick. Right. Yeah. But it does look cool if it's the Christ child. Oh, then it looks perfect. Yeah, until your Christ child gets miscarried. So, oh. yeah, I know. Shit. Um, Imagine if Jesus got miscarried. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jesus. So that <laughs> meant that their marriage could finally be legitimized in October of 1973. Oh, perfect. Yes. And then, you know, the whole profit king investments nonsense went down and blah, blah, blah. They yellowed on silver and fucked it all up. Yeah. Yeah. And this is about the same time that they founded Summit University, which is, you know, uh, Summit Lighthouse, but now this is specifically a 12-week course that you can take as a student to learn about the ins- Ascended Master's instructions. As if it was a type of, as if it was a skill. Right, or, or better, Yeah. Oh, um, that's story time. That's a school. Story. That's an after-school activity. Well, where else are you going to learn all those decrees? Which will That's get true. That actually does take practice. Yeah. Um, doing it fast like that, you know. That's really you gotta, hard. You got to have a well-oiled mouth to do that. <clears throat> Right. So they found Summit University. They found Summit University Press, which is where they print all of their materials for Summit University. And the same year, 1975, when they open up Summit University Press, that's when they rename the whole Summit Lighthouse to Church Universal and Triumphant. Yeah. So they still have Summit U, Summit U Press, but the main shtick is now cut, which is just an easier way of saying it. Right. Cut. I hate saying it, though. Yeah. I really do. Cut. Yeah, I don't know. It just, like, sounds gross to me. Cut. Yeah. Just, I, I try to avoid referring it to it. Church Universal and Triumphant is just way too long, though. I'd still prefer it. Yeah. It's smoother, yeah. It's, it's just too long to say the entire time. So the name change. We know that it's to protect the group's assets from the IRS and from their brokerage firm, Clayton Commodities. We know that. Right. But what did they tell the church? What did they tell the church? Well, <laughs> Ascended Master Pope John the Twenty Third. Another one. Another one? <laughs> yes. Are you, are you serious? He gave a divine dispensation. And he said, we got to change the name of this church, something that will represent the church's presence in heaven, Mm. the universal part, and on earth, the triumphant part. (laughs) Also, because Mary Baker Eddy's manual of the mother church, we will remember uh, she's the founder of Christian science. Christian science, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. She. They don't believe in medicine. They don't. It's (laughs) how appropriate for cut because they never let anyone go to the doctor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And also, Mary Baker Eddy, much like Elizabeth Clare Prophet, experienced seizures. Interesting. Yeah, she would go catatonic for hours sometimes, or she would go into like these insane fits where she'd accuse everyone around her of being out to get her and stuff. Damn. Yeah, seizures, right. So, yeah, we got a name change, 1975. Oh, yeah, I like it 
I don't know. I don't, which one do you like better? I like Church Universal and Triumphant more because Summit Lighthouse sounds like a business. It doesn't sound, yeah. it doesn't have the oomph that, yeah. that Cut does. So, and by the way, we know that this name change was a business move because good old Randy King admitted it. When did he admit it? Why? Uh, he admitted it in the trial of Cut versus Gregory Mole, which we will okay. get into. Gotcha, gotcha. But- Oh, he spilled the beans, Randy. <laughs> he sure did. You know, him and Elizabeth got divorced. He was like, fuck it. I'm spilling all the beans. <laughs> yeah. He said, we wanted to divert funds from Clayton Brokerage in case they were going to win a lawsuit against Summit Lighthouse. Also, mm. we needed to get funds out of there in case we lost our tax exemption status. It was a business <laughs> play. That's the reason we did it. So that's probably Shit. why they opened up Summit University and Summit University yeah. Press as these businesses. It's all money laundering and like, yeah, yeah it yeah, is, yeah. it is. Okay. <laughs> so they're doing really well for themselves, by the way. When you got to launder money. You are doing well for yourself. Yeah. It's true. It you if, you're, if you're in a position where laundering is a necessity, you're doing all right. So at this point, mid seventies, they move their headquarters over to Pasadena, California. Mm where they hold Summit University. They have their Montessori International School there for all of their staff members, children to attend, and they have their quarterly conferences. This is where everyone goes. If yeah. you live in Pasadena, get out or get ready. I don't <laughs> get know. Out or get ready. Because <laughs> weird, if, if weird shit's not on top of you right now, it's apparently it's coming because this is where everyone goes. Right. So... People were coming to these conferences and to Summit University, by the way. This was, like, pretty popular. And good old ECP, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, because, you know, these names are just so fucking long. Yeah. You always got to have three. Mm -hmm. You know, she she has three names, so her church had to have three names, too. Three words. She taught everything. She taught about life, economics, you know, social issues, religious ideas, diet, family. She had a lot of advice for parents as well, which some of it's quite interesting. So do you she wanna, just talked a lot. Yeah. Um, do, do you want to check out some of the advice that I wrote down? Yeah. Okay. Let me, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Oh boy. All right. Do not surround your children with animals. No animal dolls or pictures. Where to remember that from? These fuckers don't like animals. They hate animals. Animals are incomplete expressions of the Christ, meaning they lack the ability to express themselves. Ain't true. It's really not. Like, animals do express themselves, just not with uh, language, I guess. Some of them do have language. Right. Um, Just, you know, we can't translate it to English. Yeah. Dolphins got language. Crows have a language. She had this idea that, like, if you were a kid and you had a teddy bear and you really loved your teddy bear, you spend too much time with it, then one day, if the dark ones activate your memory, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means, uh, if, if they activate the memory of the bear form with <laughs> oh, no. start to act like a bear because you were exposed to the bear energy too much as a child. What? I, I say as I'm literally sitting <laughs> you're, with a... <laughs> you are sitting a kind of on... Like a, a five-foot teddy bear behind me, like, yeah, propping me your up. Back. <laughs> Uh-oh. Dude, fuck you, Elizabeth. I, I love my teddy bear. Yeah. Oh, my God. They better not activate the memory of the bear form within I you. I want the bear form to be activated. I don't see the problem. Yeah. And she's activate like, oh, the and if bear form. If it's a fox, then you'll take on the characteristics of being cunning and- So what? Right. 
So what indeed. Also, um, no Dr. Seuss. Fuck you. She said that they're gross and distorted images. Which You're like, a gross and distorted image. I mean, the, el- the illustrations are a bit gross and distorted, but I don't think it's, you know. They're great. I don't know. I love me some Dr. Seuss. Also, children were supposed to be taking responsibility for their own actions by what, what age do you think is a good age for that? At what age are you really like, you got to be responsible for yourself, okay? Grow up already, kid. Really? It's stealing that? I mean, shit, like... You should start using those words. I don't know. I'm going to say like that exact language around like 10, you know? Not as soon as the child's born? No, I don't think so. You should kind of try to lead them on that path, but like yeah. by example. Okay. Well, our um, brains ain't developed. according to Elizabeth, age three, you <laughs> better get out of my fucking house, you freeloader. That's so ironic. Get a job. That's so fucking ironic. I know. I oh my God. I love that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, also of the way that children were treated, a teacher, Anne uh, Trowbridge, who worked at the church's Montessori school, said that the children all had to be, quote, little robots. Uh They learned to be little robots to survive because if they are not little robots, they get hurt or they get spanked, either spanked, kicked out, or always yelled at. They don't have any individuality. Fuck you. And if you're really bad... You get an exorcism. Oh, oh no. Oh, that's not good. No, it's not good. That's not good at all. It's not good. So like, you know, kind of on the surface, this stuff seems so like, oh, how funny. They're like talking to fairies and like. Yeah, they um, got some wacky beliefs. Yeah, but no. No, they're fucking up these kids for life. Yeah. And Sunday school for kids. You know, I remember Sunday school. I went to um, synagogue. And I just remember, you know, I was told some stories. I was always kind of like, those stories don't make no sense. But it was fun. You get food. You get to play with your friends. Yeah. For these kids, Sunday school is 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Chanting nonstop, no food. Oh, my God. You just chant. That's horrible. That's torture. That's child abuse. That's child abuse. It's literal torture. Yeah, there's a lot of of that in here. Mm. Um, I also... (laughs) There's this nice little list of some more interesting ideas from Church Universal and Triumphant to, to guide us in. Do you want to you take on some of these? Yeah. All right. Oh, boy. Sugar is a tool of the dark force. The entity Cho entices people into consuming it. Chocolate is forbidden. The entity Cho. Cho. Cho for chocolate. Oh, God damn it. That's, Do you think so? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. so stupid. That's exactly what that is. Okay. I hate it. Okay. okay. I'll do the next. We'll go back and forth. Yeah. How's that? Okay. Keep your hair short because it holds records of past deeds, thoughts, and emotions, which is kind of opposite from like the belief that your hair has your power, right? Yeah. That's very interesting. That is interesting, especially if they're trying to turn people into robots. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Mm-hmm. These guys are doing black magic. They, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No moon gazing. It's evil and illusory. And with this, I agree. Moon ain't real. Yeah. <laughs> <Fake>. <laughs> Hashtag fake moon. Hashtag fake moon. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. It's real. That's a real thing up there. It's, it's cool. illusory. God damn it. Don't look at it. It's <laughs> fake. It'll take your soul. Spiders and rabbits are manifestations of misqualified sex energy. And let me tell oh. you, every time I've seen a spider in my house since reading this, I've been like, 
is there something misqualified about my spider <laughs> <laughs> Is there something I need to know? A bunch of spiders at our house. I don't know. I don't like that. Oh my God. Your sex energy is misqualified. I mean, you know, I guess so. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. Misqualified. But, but that's, you know, is yeah. Is that like... Having a doctorate but working as a janitor? I think it's just because what do you see very often, probably living in rural Montana? You probably see a lot of spiders. You probably see a lot of rabbits. And yeah. you're guilting a lot of people into not having sex. Yeah, so dude. What do you do? You make a common symbol, something that lets them know, yeah. oh, when you see this, it's because you're being bad. Yeah, Don't dude. think about sex. I know you've been thinking about it. You're bad. Yeah, that's that same shit we keep seeing. It's just so that, now, that fear, fear. Yeah. Everything you see so is representative of something Every terrible. time they see a spider or a rabbit, they're going to be like, oh, shit, guilt, guilt. I feel guilt. Wow. Evil. Evil. E fucking evil. The moon is the evil. The masters are evil. <laughs> Making the moon evil. The moon's great. I know. I love the moon. Okay. Who doesn't love the moon? I love the moon. Everybody loves the moon. Next one. Lenticular clouds are hiding UFOs. And I could see it. Uh, yeah, those are the clouds that are like around Mount Shasta. There's like the, the kind of drapey. They look crazy. Look like mushrooms. Yeah, they look fucking nuts. I can see why you yeah. think that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there are fallen ones and soulless people and robots who roam the planet. Um, specifically, Japanese and Chinese people are all robots. That's that's fucking racist. It's just flat, flat out racist. Um, yeah. But also, uh, this is what people refer to as NPCs now. Yeah, pretty much. In certain communities. Mm-hmm. They're NPCs. They, they, they don't matter. They don't count. Right. There's not anyone behind the eyes. Oh, this is all bad. This mm-hmm. is all real bad. Uh, um, oh, we mentioned this one uh, last week. Black people were genetically engineered by the Nephilim to make beer because the Nephilim got thirsty in their spacecrafts. Yeah, what the fuck? That's a really creative one. Like, I'm mad about it, but also, wow, the creativity. Did that one come from uh, Mark? No, I think that came from Elizabeth. Yeah. My God. She she was getting real wacky and into phrenology in her last few years. Oh, God. um, Running the running cut. Oh, the shape of your skull says you're a beer maker. Yeah, no, really. Cool. Um, Elizabeth Taylor is a cat person, <laughs> I guess. Like, she's the only mention of cat people that I could come across. I'm like, what is, so is she just the only one? Is it because she's jealous that there's another famous Elizabeth? I don't know. She's a cat person. I could see it, too. Cat. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's, it's definitely not the worst thing on this list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, dolls contain entities. Yeah. Entities, of course, being the vague spirits that are evil that are everywhere. Right. You know, because everything's evil, including a bunch of colors like red. Shit, they added colors. It's It's, not just red and black anymore. It's so many colors. It's red, orange, black, brown, chartreuse, fuchsia, silver, opals, or any muddy colors. Jesus Christ. Opals are sick, but whatever. But they're, no, evil. Evil. Uh, Oh, speaking of muddy. um. No pork. <laughs> Pigs were created using human genes, so eating them is cannibalism. That just makes perfect sense. Oh, shit. I got to read this one, too. Eating garlic scares angels away. Yeah. These are vampires, dude. I These know. are fucking vamp. These are actual vampires faking as the holy ones. These are fucking vampires. I know. It's crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm terrified now. Also, like, uh, and this barely even needs to be set. Rock music is evil. Yeah, of course, fucking is. And you know, um, 
any books about Satanism or black magic, they have to be wrapped up in foil to trap the entities inside of them. You don't just got to wear a tinfoil hat. You got to tin- Wrap, start wrapping everything in your house in tinfoil. <laughs> you remember making um the the book covers in school out of like paper bags? Yeah. And shit. That's what the one weird kid in school in Bozeman is wrapping his books in tinfoil. <laughs> oh, he wouldn't even be allowed in public be in, school. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no fucking way. Yeah, he's at home getting a colonic because, you know, those and enemas are necessary to progress along the spiritual path. So weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. All right. Um, so now I want to wow. I want to talk a little bit about how the staff were treated. That is a, that's a lot. That was a lot of weird beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just, okay, that's our baseline. Eating garlic scares angels away. Yeah. Those aren't angels, dude. Those aren't fucking angels. Honestly, like eat all the garlic you can. It's really good for you. I'm going to eat a whole garlic. I love garlic. As soon as I get home. My God. Yeah. Okay. 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 So the staff. Yep. And at, at this point around this time, we're approaching this. The staff is going up. It's going to get up to around 700 people at one point. But around this time, it's about 500. Okay. That's a, a, a lot of people to, on payroll. And you're paying them about $1, so. They're not on payroll. Yeah, what they're not talking paid, about? What so. am I saying? They're just under your control. Yeah. And they would spend hours each day chanting these decrees to rid themselves of entities and demons. So let's just, let's just listen to take, what take that sounds listen? like. Yeah. Okay. Yep. This is what they're doing for hours. I like as we get closer and closer to the present, we have more and more clips. Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay. Oh, God. I'm going to make an opening invocation. And then we're going to begin this. And when I come to the place where I want to do this insert, it's a long insert. Where the insert begins, you are going to roll this tape. Please close your eyes at this time. I'm, I'm there with her. What? What am I? What? Oh, my God. <laughs> now skip towards the end. This is so awful. So luckily, wow. they would spend hours doing that. Oh my God. That's... Luckily, th- those decrees would be alternated with songs in order to, you know, boost morale. How did these people even know what they, did they know what they were saying? Yeah. Did they ever start slow? With them uh, yeah, they start slow and then they work up to it. It's sort of like, they Sounds do it like... for, but I'm not exaggerating when right. I say fucking hours. Right, right. Or days at a time even. My God. That, that's like, it sounds like insects. Yeah, like just a buzzing. Uh, Like a high, oh, it's so so weird. Well, like I said, there were songs that they had to, you know, they would rewrite the lyrics of um, popular songs like America the Beautiful. Oh, that popular song. Yes. Oh, beautiful are Saint Germain, his flowing (laughs) cups of cream. Oh, God. That's not the lyrics it's that they the use. Yeah. But yeah, I got a song to sort of illustrate like right. what that sounds like, what their songs sound like. Oh, 
feel to sing this after doing oh and how do I how do I like the sun our beloved more young we love you yeah whoa so all of the music and remember there's no other music allowed all you all you got is these decrees and these songs to entertain yourselves with and you're doing this most hours of the day and you can't talk to anyone about non uh non ascended master approved activities or thoughts no. because they're going to tell on you right, they're going right. to tell on your ass and you're going to get kicked out and you gave all of your money to this place so where yeah. are you going to go what are you, you going to do you're going to have no money you're going to have no friends you're yeah. not going to ascend cuz you, you do kind of believe this stuff by default now it's just sort of your Operating system, that's... Right. Oh. <laughs> so in the words of good old Randy King, he identified three main things that kept the staff under control. Yeah. First one, keeping them busy day and night. Oh, yeah. So they don't have any opportunity to be alone with outside people where they could, you know, think about other things. They could think about something. Think about non-church things. Think about non... Uh, St. Germain things. Right. Although, the, the, see, they're more El Moira oriented over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're definitely on the El Moria. Um, mm-hmm. He's now superseded St. Germain. Yeah, a little the, bit. At least as Elizabeth's fave. Yeah, I mean, shit, even now, like, you don't see, you you see other a lot of other Ascended Masters before you see St. Germain. Mm-hmm. They kind of retired him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's going to come back, though, I'm sure. Oh, I'm, I'm going to, I know I'm going to meet him one day. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the second main thing that they did to keep staff under control was obviously these are given controlling your sleeping and eating habits. Oh yeah. And sleep, you know what that means? Sleep deprivation. Duh. Mm-hmm. But the eating habits, well, at a certain point, Elizabeth was very into the raw foods diet, which just yeah. sucks. And also she, she was into the macrobiotic diet, which was this fad diet, uh, introduced in the thirties based on balancing your yin and yang, where you mostly ate grains and vegetables, but that was just so like that they could cheap out on feeding the staff. It was not a nutritionally sound diet. Also, she had her own fridge and freezer full of like cake and lobster and, you know, yeah, right. Good God. And the third, how does that, where's the yin and yang? And all that. Where is it? Where is it indeed? <laughs> it's nowhere to be found. Number three was not mentioned in the court document. The three things to keep staff the under control. The third wasn't. But I imagine it has to do with colonics. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it does. Yeah. Other stuff, other methods of control. You can't contact your parents or your friends without special permission. Of course. Duh. Yeah. Also, you had to do a lot of surrendering decrees. Like, you had to surrender to the flame, you know? Surrender to the flame. Surrender to the flame, yeah. To the the violet flame of St. Germain. I don't think I will. Surrender. I deny the flame. I refuse the flame. Yeah. Well. I stand against the flame. If you were in cut. They would have you go, like, stand in a room 
and do a couple hours of decreeing, and then you're, you're going to come back, you know, happy to serve again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure I would. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, another good way to keep people under control is to threaten them with bad karma. Of course. You know, because you never know how many years are going to be added on to your sentence. So you better, you better be so good. So wrong. It is. Also, this is fun. This reminds me of Scientology with the gathering information on mm. your people. They would have people, uh, they would have their staff write mandatory confessional letters that, of course, were supposed to be burned after, but the juicy ones were instead kept in a file cabinet. And you're supposed mm. to write these letters to the masters that described all of your uh, sexual indiscretions, any drug use, any bad thing that you did. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, the Catholics do that too. Mm-hmm. Priests and confessionals, they don't, I mean, at least you but don't you have don't to have put it, it in writing. Down. Yeah. Yeah. And those fucking priests, they got a mind like steel traps. <clears> all psychopaths <throat> do. But yeah, so like, I guess some of these letters would get passed around at board meetings. And they would like laugh, which is just my worst nightmare. Oh God. Just my worst fucking nightmare. I don't, you know, these people though, I kind of want them to read my letter. Honestly, you know what I mean? they would think I was so scandalous. Oh, yeah, dude. I'd, we'd give them heart attacks. Oh, my God. I'd be going <laughs> like. They wouldn't know what to I do. I might have to. I don't know if I would qualify for second death. That's when instead of reincarnating and instead of ascending, you're just so bad that they fucking like nuke you from. Oh, existence. shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some people qualify for second death. That's like a, I forget Oh, brought it up in like the Lacerda Files episode, but the in the Wheel of Time series, the 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 magic that snips you from the the ah. the, the weave of like the, fate the and time, of reality. yeah, yeah, and it's it's worse than death because it you, you you not only do not exist but have never existed, right? It's just nothing, you know, right, right. The second death. We've been reminded of what it's like to be a staff member there. Not staff is a generous word. Right, what it's like to be a servant there. Cultist. Yeah. <laughs> Poor now, fuckers, man. Things Jesus. are things are about to pop off even further. Okay. And get a little bit more advanced. They're going to gain more steam, more prestige. Yeah. Uh, they're going to graduate up, okay, from their headquarters in Pasadena. Yeah. And they're going to buy a $5.6 million, 218-acre property in the Santa Monica Mountains. Damn. This is going to be their new headquarters, and in order to get the money to buy it, they wove this extraordinary tale to their followers. Okay. You see, this new headquarters was going to be their very own mystery school. Okay. Their own version of Camelot. Of Camelot. Yes, this was going to be the Ascended Masters Mystery School where they would carry forth the teachings of the Great White Brotherhood and search for the Holy Grail, whatever the fuck any of that means. I wasn't aware. Well, I guess Merlin was, you know, yeah, that guy. Well, Merlin was St. Germain. Yeah, I didn't want to say his name again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's, and- dude, what's interesting, um, there, there's a thing recently on, uh, uh, I got turned on to... Um, the, the show Knowledge Fight, which mm-hmm. is these guys basically just like finding the choicest bits of Alex Jones' Infowars and nice and just systematically demolishing it and making fun of it. It's pretty good. The hosts are okay. They're kind of jokey morning radio sounding guys, but mm-hmm. like it's 
it's better than listening to just Alex Jones and you still get to listen to Alex Jones. You know what I mean? Right. And like, you're like exactly how fucking bad he is. He's, he, he got on some King Arthur kick about yeah. like, like kind of relating King Arthur to like, you know, whatever new version of Christian democracy. It's, it's just funny to see it here too. the King Arthur shit. Yeah. Well, um, Nazis were into that as well. Nazis just knocked keys off my, yeah. <laughs> were they? Yeah, um, I have a whole note about it, about how one of the castles that they picked as their headquarters, they had a whole room in the center of it that they, like, blocked off to be their room for the Holy Grail. Okay. Yeah, no, I knew they had a thing for the Holy Grail. I mean, I've seen Indiana Jones, um, but I didn't know that, like, I, it makes sense if they were connected to, uh, or if they liked the story of King Arthur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that whole, like, that the hunt search, for, yeah, yeah. That search for the Holy Grail, I, whatever I, that means. I always forget how, that, how wrapped up King Arthur is with the Holy Grail. And I was, was thinking of the other in, stories, um, yeah. You know, it was in Drowned God. It's mm-hmm. really tied into a lot of this. It stuff. is. I mean, oddly enough, some weird stories in there. And it's white people myth. It's white, you know what I mean? It it's, yeah, that's the thing yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In 1933, Heinrich Himmler initiated plans to establish a Nordic academy to assist the instruction of the SS upper ranks and enlisted the help of Carl Maria Willigut. Himmler also inducted Willega into the SS to head a department for pre and early history. And using Willega's prophecies that he made, Himmler selected this castle that would serve as the base for a lot of SS operations. And they made a lot of renovations to this castle, also based on these prophecies, such as a grail room where a crystal rock was placed in the center of the Mm -hmm. room to represent the Holy Grail. My. Oh, my. Yes. So okay. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And also, by the way, this guy that they got the prophecies from yeah, yeah. was like kicked out of his home country for like being schizophrenic and crazy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard of a fucking Willigut yeah. before. I forget in what context, but yeah. Yep. There, that's the context. Yeah. Yeah. He helped yeah. him pick out the castle with the grail room. Right on. Yeah. You fucking dipshits. Mm-hmm. So following the uh, the tradition of incorporating the Holy Grail into holy bullshit, here we have Cut doing the same thing. And of course, like Queen Elizabeth, or mm-hmm. oh God, she is Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Elizabeth is Queen Guinevere. Yeah. Marcus Lancelot, El Moria is King Arthur, St. Germain's Merlin. And who, where does that leave Randy? Yeah. He's Sir Galahad. <laughs> really yeah not even like one of the good ones one of the cool ones. i don't know what galahad did i don't I know don't. either but i guess like they ha- had little people left dude so that means i mean if that tr- all right if that follows then elizabeth left el moria for mark yeah that's how that would that would work out oh okay. yeah 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 well that's why you know that's why el moria gets left, her all hot and bothered well, you know, uh, like King Arthur, like he was married to Guinevere, but Guinevere fell in love with Lancelot. And, they, and they, yeah. Oh, so what if El Moria is also the reincarnation of her first husband, Dag, that she. Oh, my God. That she left for Mark. <laughs> that would all make all too much sense. Maybe okay. she regrets it. And yeah. she's just burning the world down to right? instead of facing her own mistakes. So like. <laughs> If all of her people are other people from King Arthur's court, what does that make all of her enemies? Well, obviously they're all Mordred or Morgana Le Fay or other like. Okay, check this out. Yeah. If 
if Morgan Le Fay is is the is the bad one, and this is interesting. I, this is actually this is actually interesting. Um, Morgan Le Fay or Morgana was in in a lot of retail or like a lot of versions of the King Arthur myth. Because after we did a Drowned God, I started looking into King Arthur pretty pretty heavy. And I was like, wow, this is actually wild. Morgana was a student of Merlin's. Yeah. And then fell in love with Merlin, mm-hmm. which makes in this uh, pantheon, Morgan Le Fay is Helena Blavatsky. Oh my God. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's also stupid. And, they, and like, and here's the other thing, Morgan Le Fay kind of, she danced between um, groups. Yeah. Like she betrayed, like she was like some of the, one of the good guys for a while in the King Arthur. Yeah, she had no loyalties. Right. I mean, she, you know, betrayed Merlin who she was in love with and stuff, which speaks to Blavatsky's dancing with this bullshit too, as right. well as being a legitimate mystic. And by extension, it makes their actual enemies real mystics and yeah. actual philosophy and actual spirituality. I got your number, way. you fucks. Yeah. So we got this new HQ, Santa Monica Mountains, Camelot. Camelot. And, you know, they're carrying their message all around the world. They have their students um, from around the states doing local lectures, trying to lure people to Camelot. Right, right. They're trying to build up Camelot. If There's- someone asks you to go to Camelot, don't do it. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Would this convince you to go to Camelot? Because this is from the dictation, the call of Camelot, given in 77 to entice people to join. Would this work on you? Okay, let me get into character. Yeah, yeah. I am Moria. I am one, one with my own chum, my own Lanello and my Merlin, and our Guinevere is here, and each and every one of you we hold so dear and so very near. I embrace you, each and every one. Yes, it is I, Moria, and in my hand I hold a cup. It is a cup of good cheer, a toast to the new year. Welcome, king and queen, prince and princess, born to rule, born to reign. Come, come to Camelot again. I feel like I'm getting harangued about going to a community theater. Yeah, I feel like I'm being invited to the Ren Fair. Yeah, yeah. Or like seeing like some some dumb performance at the I Ren am, Fair that's like, I am one one with my own chum. I hate it. That would not What I, are you thinking? Oh. <laughs> one with my own chum. There's some like weird rhymes going on in here that are really stupid. Yeah. So by the way, the students that they were like sending out to entice new members, they were giving lectures with titles like uh, learn about the human aura, which is fairly innocuous. Uh, That'll surely uh, bring some people in. Yeah. But also stuff like meet the gnomes and their friends, the sylphs, undines and fiery salamanders. That would get me. That would get me too. Yeah, that would get me. I want to meet the, the gnomes. Yep. I would totally go to some stupid lecture about meeting gnomes. That just one to be would, like, what's yeah. up? No, what's that, up here? that one would get me. What you doing over yeah. here? Like, you got, you got gnomes in there? Yeah. You got, <laughs> show me the and of course, like, the Ascended Masters and the Mystery School of Camelot wouldn't be brought up in these initial lectures. That was for like the returning students that came to another lecture. It'd start to get gradually introduced. Eventually, like you'd learn how to do decrees and you'd be instructed to purchase the books and the tape. And then they'd tell you about the dark forces that want to pull them off the path, like their friends and their family that right. don't believe. Yeah, yeah. And then that's how they get you. That's how they get you. You better come to Camelot. <sighs> God. Come on to Camelot. Oh, man, you know what? All right. What's weird about this is. So 
I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk more about her control methods um, later on, but I want because, you know, this is part of the same saga we started. I I know I keep bringing it back to like the I am activity and stuff. I've also, but what's interesting is that the Ballards didn't have any of these, like towards the end, they, they got like, Oh, you know, you should put your mom out of her misery and shit like that. But they didn't really have too much of like manually micromanaging your separation from your family. They didn't That's care. True. They, they didn't, didn't want people care. to come and live with them. That's no, they did they not. Didn't want, they wanted the they opposite didn't want of that. staff. They Fuck wanted no. you to, uh, the lay people go be poors over there. Yeah. We're going to be rich over here. Give us your money, but we don't want to interact with and they, people. When you were, when you were talking that, about that, that one with my own chum shit, I was like, oh, like Elizabeth doesn't have the way with words. She doesn't. That guy, Ned and I had, like not at all. And like, they kind of just were able to just like, get by just through the sheer force of their wills and words and shit. Yeah. And it didn't like, it didn't matter to them. Like, Oh, you might come in, give me your money. Then you might leave, but we're so good at this shit that when you leave, two more people are going to come in. So right. by the end of this it might not even be the same group of people at all who march on Washington with us. Mm-hmm. It just matters that there are bodies there. Right. Yeah. That's all that matters to them. Whereas Elizabeth seems like she wants you mm-hmm. to be there. And like, she has you she, and she's not letting you go. It's a, quality of control versus uh, quantity, even though she did have a mass quantity too. Yeah. But like she also, it seemed like she tried to sort of display herself as yes, I am the messenger for all of these amazing beings, but I'm just a normal woman like you. I'm not incredible. Yeah. I just have an incredible gift, but she really like, I don't know. She had, she had to like really physically manipulate people with like the diet and sleep but no garlic still all of them vampires i'm fucking telling you it's so weird yeah yeah it's yeah. the weirdest fucking part and honestly like i don't know what the fuck was so exceptional about her nothing exactly nothing I mean, at all like i don't know I don't think she had a particularly great gift for writing no or um music or anything i guess like uh, she just was really great at pulling people into her delusion. Yeah. I think Mark set it up for her too. Well, yeah. I don't think that she could have done it without Mark's sort of like training. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. He had a, he had a gift for people manipulation. Thought he was funny. Right. So that's, that was the thing about him. He was. He got people. He was funny. Right? Like, yeah. I, I gotta give it to him. He is like a fart guy. Who's, yeah. Who's not gonna... Like it's <laughs> a great way of describing it. He's a yeah, fart guy. I mean, you got a cult leader that farts in front of you. That's, that's funny. That's special. That's a special thing right there. Slapping you in the sauna and shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's fun. Somehow like Elizabeth with her little Q tip head really got it. Yeah. She she did. She had like a little fuzzy her hair was perfectly round, like a brown, curly, round. Peggy Hill looking motherfucker. Very Peggy. Yeah, yeah. Extremely Peggy Hill. And yet, like, she she was getting it. She was getting that D. Yeah. I, you know? I even, I took a screenshot earlier today. I was watching a video of her, and someone in the comments was like, wow, she was hot. And I took a screenshot of it just so that, like, you could see the comment next to what she looked yeah. like in the video. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But people really, they hung on her every word for any advice that they could get from her, any hints about their own karma or like 
what they should do in their relationships and their spiritual lives. People were carrying notepads around with them just in case they ran into her so that they could write down anything that like she said. Wow. And there was, you know, we mentioned the hypocrisy. Of course. So here's some hypocrisy. Hell yeah. Like, well, no sleeping in or no sleeping pretty much, except for her. She would sleep in if she wanted to. Of course. That's a given. Yeah. No ice cream, sweets, or meat, except for her. Yeah, we know that. Right, right. No sexually impure thoughts or masturbation, except for her. Mm. No abortions, that's evil, except for her daughter, Mm. who got pregnant with, quote unquote, the fallen one. Like, great, great mothering over there. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Elizabeth was the grandmother of the fallen one. However, I don't she think... She the fallen one. She said that her own dad was like the devil. So right. like, what does that make you, ma'am? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Yeah. She would also do stuff like, you know, just go fuck off to Hawaii for a vacation or go get a facelift. But she would say that she was off doing inner work in seclusion. Ugh. Yeah. And she also had a habit of playing God with people's lives. Like they needed her permission to date, to marry, to have children, to name their children. She would often pick out the names for people's kids. Oh my God. She would have to approve your diet when you went to the doctor, if you wanted to go visit your family. Right. Something that she would do, which I think is like really fucking funny. Okay. Let's say this reminds me of American Idol with Katy Perry. There was one audition where this kid goes in and he's wearing this awesome bedazzled jacket and he sings his song and they're all like, oh, you're so cute, but you're not good enough to go through. Sorry. Hmm. And then Katy Perry's like, but I love your jacket. Oh my God. I'll give you a hundred dollars for it. Oh my God. And I'm like, kid, ask her for 10,000. Yeah. Ask her for a hundred fucking thousand yeah. right now. Take her for all she's worth. Make her say no on live TV. Yeah. After she just said no to him, by the way, oh. she's like, oh, and by the way, um, can I have your jacket off your back? Give me the clothing off your back. I like it. Inquisition's coming for Katy Perry, too. Fuck it. I know. <laughs> so, um, also, the kid did give her the jacket only for like 300 bucks, too. I was like, kid, you just got gypped. Yeah. Um, so that's something that Elizabeth would do. If she liked <laughs> your clothing, she'd be like, the masters really want me to have that. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Wow. Come if on. She, that's if she so... liked the furniture in your house, the masters would suddenly like need to have it. The masters want me to have your couch or <laughs> I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> that's so brazen. It's one of the more brazen <laughs> things I've ever heard of a cult leader doing. <laughs> give me your shit. <laughs> Just give, give it to me. I like it. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> like the clothes off your back. It's fucking crazy. Oh my God. Those boots are cute. Um, ascended Mother Master Mary really likes those boots. She'd like to have them. Uh, she would also do things like separate couples for months at a time as discipline. Like if one member of the couple was uh, bad, it'd be like, okay, guys, well going to separate you, including one man who was sent to join the Marines to keep him away from the woman he loved. What? Yeah. She sent someone to join the Marines? Yeah. It like... He never came back, did he? I don't know. I doubt everyone back to the Church Universal and Triumphant. Yeah, right? Like, she was very against, I don't know, people loving each other. 
They all, they all always are because uh-uh. it creates a bond stronger than the bond between the leader and the, and the student. It's true. She also would do stuff like give parents of unruly children the choice of, well, you could stay in the cult, but if you want to, you better get rid of that fucking kid. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people would then like uh, send their kids to live with the spouse that divorced them because they didn't want to join the cult. So honestly, wow. Elizabeth probably did a good thing by I being mean, like, get rid of your kid, send yeah. them back to the other parent. Yeah, I just feel bad for that other parent though. Cause like not only like you're bad for that kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously, fucking obviously. Imagine also but your like, spouse going like nuts. and being like, I'm moving to Camelot. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, like, and, and if you're in that position, you know, you have, that's a hard fucking choice. And a re- really respectable one to be like, I'm not doing that. Even though, you know, there's always gotta be a part of you. Cause you don't see the bad shit that starts happening to him. Like what it's really like yeah. out there. Like you might be, you know, imagine maybe I should have gone. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, it can't be that down. Like, well, I can deal with a commune, whatever. Like I get to be with the person I love, but like, that's a hard fucking call. You know? It is. It is. So. And then they got to be a single parent on top of it. And their kid's all fucked up for life. Yeah. Whole thing's bad. Whole thing is bad. <laughs> Created a lot, of, a lot of heartache and a lot of families for really stupid reasons. Um, one elderly woman was told that the church would care for her in the event that she ever needed medical care. You know, if she donated a large sum, which she did. But when her health started to deteriorate, you know what they did for her? Um... Kicked her out. Oh, wow. I was going to say, like, uh, sent her to some place substandard, but no, they just told her to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for your money. Bye. Doesn't it? Again, brazen. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. One of their young female teachers at the Montessori school admitted to kissing a boy, you know, as young women are prone to do. And as a punishment, she was ordered to cut her hair short, stop wearing makeup, and don't speak to men ever. Wow. She had to carry around a note saying, I'm being disciplined and cannot talk to men. <sighs> so if like a guy tried to talk to her, she would have to pull out the note, oh which my God. I might try that. You should. Like yeah. at a bar. Yeah, no, that's funny. <laughs> if you're just like, you just come up with that and do it on your own. Like, that's funny. Yeah. Like, sorry. I'm that's I'm being disciplined. Yeah. Um. Eventually she violated the rule because how the fuck would you eventually you're going to have to talk to someone of the opposite sex. You're just going to have to. Yeah. Also what a dumb rule. And she was kicked out. Yeah. Okay. Really, uh, quick to kick people out. Very quick to just boot people. Interesting. Yeah. That seemed like, uh, a really common occurrence. Yeah. Mm hmm. Just for the most innocuous, stupid of reasons. This is not a a boy. Yeah. This is not a death cult, you know? No, this is like a, I don't know. My parents were abusive to me and I miss it, cult. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Jesus Christ. And something I noticed too is that this cut, it was perfect for teaching parents how to be abusive to their children, how to have yeah. a bunch of stupid rules. And if you break them, not only are you bad, but like, you know, you've disappointed the messenger of God. Right. Like, we have a channel directly to fucking God, and you're disobeying her. Directly to 
the masters to the masters to Did alpha start and omega saying, uh, god and like bringing I mean, that in basically the, no it's, not but it's similar it's not exactly though and i think it's that's an important it's, distinction it is because if she had said that it would bring it to an even like yeah. more heightened territory where i think it would have received even more um, press yeah and yeah and like um the interesting thing about all the ascended master stuff is it doesn't have any well before 1930 no prior tradition to stand on yeah. I mean, theosophy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you start invoking God. Well, now there's thousands of years of religion, especially if it's like the Abrahamic God. True. Like, you have yeah, this. Yeah, no, she came up this, with her, a lot of her own entities. Yeah. Like Elohim, which she didn't come up with that, but yeah, she, she came up with, with her name. own yeah, yeah, Elohim. Yeah, yeah. She came up with like um, specific angels that were never like named in the Bible. Right, right, right. Like uh, Astrea and stuff like that. Right, which, like, right. That? So that, that's where those come from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the most egregious one of the most egregious things that i found was uh in terms of like control and unnecessary measures of control like kissing a boy like come come the fuck on this is come on there's one woman florence miller she had been getting these bad headaches for months she kept scheduling doctor's appointments every time it was time to go to the doctor oh sorry florence i really need you for something can you cancel <sighs> and these headaches are getting real bad. Oh, Finally, man. she schedules a CAT scan. Mm. And she has to cancel because Elizabeth needs poor old Florence to make some diagrams of some stupid bullshit. Oh, no. And Florence is like, okay. <sighs> so, you know, a week later, Elizabeth comes to Florence's house and Florence's husband answers the door and it's like, sorry, she can't come to the door, but here's the diagram. She finished them. Thanks. And they go to the hospital because at this point, like she couldn't come to the door. Yeah. She's not doing good. Yeah. They go to the hospital and they find out that she has a brain tumor and she dies. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. God damn it. That's. Yeah. Just because Elizabeth like, oh, sorry. She specifically but- didn't want her to go to the hospital. Like no. she was trying to keep. Oh, my God. You piece of shit. Yeah. But, you know, luckily. Elizabeth claimed to be witness to her ascension. They all sang a silly little song for Florence, and she became Ascended Lady Master Christine. Another one. Oh my fucking God. It's so terrible. That's I hate so it. awful. It's it's really awful, yeah. Again, thank you, DJ Cully. Yeah. The, the help. But my God. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so uh just so shitty. Uh, it's so shit. And this is before even like they're claiming nuclear war and stuff. Of course, you know, around the late 70s, early 80s, we have the whole Church Universal and Triumphant versus Gregory Mull, which was this oh. whole court case, which we won't get too deep into. But I read a little bit about, yeah, about this. He was an architect from San Francisco that was uh, befriended by Elizabeth. And, you know, interestingly... Randy took one of uh, Mole's business cards and put his name and Elizabeth's name on it to make it look like they were all like in business together. Oh my God. Isn't that so weird? Yeah. That's really fucking weird. Yeah. So he was supposed to like come on as an architect. And of course, Elizabeth stole a bunch of his furniture because he had really nice furniture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he agreed to, to serve with... I guess the standard 7% commission 
as long as his, quote, monthly debt payments were covered by the church. So a lot of like financial nonsense well, yeah, here. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, re- I read some of that. Basically, the long chart of it is I think that like he agreed to do some work for them for free, mm-hmm. essentially, as like part of the church. Right. Right. And then he needed materials, equipment. And so they loaned, he was like, well, you got to buy the materials and tools. Right. Like I, you know, I'm doing all this for free. Like I can't. So they gave him, I think it was like 36,000, something like that. Yeah. But then they called it the, later on. They said it was a loan and that he had to pay it back. The money that he, for, for doing all the work for free. And that's what he took him to court over. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And of course for that, they labeled him like the beast of blasphemy. They also said that he was the reincarnation of the first man that ever brought homosexuality to planet earth. <laughs> what like implying that implying a lot of things brought homosexuality to earth. The first gay person was an alien <laughs> and it was also Gregory Mole. Um, it's a brand new dance that's sweeping the nation. <laughs> brought it here from Phoenix. Yeah. It's called being gay. <laughs> so obviously, like, uh, Cut's cosmic honor guard had it out for Gregory Mole, right? For, right. you know, drumming up this whole thing. And they would watch him 24-7, watch his house. I read that they murdered his cat and stuffed it into his mailbox, which I, I don't doubt because they fucking hated animals. Yeah, yeah, they didn't give so, a shit about killing animals. Uh, they put potatoes in the exhaust pipe of his car. The little rascals. Yeah, I know, right? Sugar <laughs> in his car's gas tank. Literally, oh, oh. like, are you guys 10? Um, they harassed him all day and night with prank phone calls. They destroyed his mail, his mailbox. What's the cat still in there? Yeah, right. <laughs> Put a, a piece of like dynamite in its mouth. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, that that whole thing happened. That's where we're at at about in the late seventies, early eighties. This is uh, some some of the members like jokingly talked about how easy it would be to end quote do the masters a favor and whack the guy. Yeah, they did. Jesus. Which we'll talk about their stockpiling of weapons in a bit. I don't know. There might be reason to be a little bit afraid of these guys, actually, if they if they have it out for you. What I heard about the weapons, like, they didn't have that many guns, really. It was they just had like, they had quite a really okay. Well, you did the real deep dig, and I'm in, I'm interested to hear this because yeah. like what I found was like that's not that many. I mean, maybe it's not that many, but it's more than normal. It's more than one. It's definitely more than one, which is like what the number I found. Okay, yeah, it's definitely more than one. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Yeah. So 1980. Relationship with Randy. It's over. Oh, no. Our love has been lost. Oh. Twin flames have been torn apart. You see, apparently Randy was known for his fiery temper that matched Elizabeth's. See, ah. she was also known to have these big incendiary episodes. Ah. They would have these big fights where door slams would echo through the halls. There were blowups that were so bad that... You know, if, if you were in the presence of them, you just needed to get the fuck out of the way because yeah, you didn't yeah. want to get a piece of what was happening. Yeah. You know, Elizabeth's next husband, good old Eddie, Eddie, Edward Francis, said that their divorce, Elizabeth and Randall's divorce, right. was brought on by him having an affair with the secretary. Hmm. Could be so. Moona? I'm pretty sure he did uh, sure. marry her. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Sure he- um, but also mostly because he became increasingly violent sure and would did. do stuff like uh, threaten people with knives and kick down doors. Oof. Yeah. Jesus. 
So Randy and Liz, they agreed to keep the details of their personal lives a secret when they split, but she didn't do that. Instead, she, she blabbed all around about how how terrible he and mean he was. I'm sure she did. Yeah. So he tried to sue her for $23 million, claiming involuntary servitude. You um, married her, you fuck. Yeah, I know. It's stupid. And also, like, he reaped a lot of the benefits. Yeah. And did a lot. Like, the whole silver thing, Profit King Investments. Come on, Randy. <laughs> Come on, Randy. Yeah. Anyway, that settled out of court for uh, $125,000 out of which Randy had to pay his attorney and court fees. So that was probably not even worth that whole yeah. thing, Randall. And w- we know what you did anyway. Mole got, Mol got a million. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, he did. So her and Randy. No mo. Split. No mo. And just a year later, they buy that... 12,000 acre ranch, a step up from the 218 acre headquarters. And that's over in Montana. That's that's a big sky ranch. That's big. They're still keeping Camelot. Of course. For now. But they're they're starting to move things over. And they bought this land from publishing tycoon Malcolm Forbes. Oh. Yes. They call this place the Inner Retreat or the Royal Teton Ranch. And now is she married to Edward yet? Not yet, but she so she's will just be on her year. own. Yeah. So this is her. I'm not sure she has an inner circle, but she's. This is full Liz. Right. Um. She does buy a ten thousand dollar wedding dress in preparation for whoever she gets married she to. She knows it's coming again. You know. Um. Yeah. And also, I get the impression that she just loves to spend a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. On herself. And they also purchase a local dairy farm, a campground, mobile home park. Oh. They get 13,000 acres uh, on the adjacent Paradise Valley, and then another 4,000 acres in North and South Glastonbury, which is a bit north. Okay. So within two years of buying that 12,000-acre ranch, they become the second largest landowner in Park County, Montana. Wow. Yeah. Who's the first? I don't know. Is it Ted Turner? Maybe. He's, he's around there. He's, he's got a ton of land. Yeah. Also, they open up like a factory over there where church members um, make portable massage tables. And that's like how they make their money is making portable massage tables. Sure. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. And of course, later that year, that's when she marries Eddie. And he's 11 years younger, by the way. Randy was 12 years younger. So she's she's done. Yeah. Older man. She yeah. had Mark. She. She needed the cube to get get it she up for him. She needed the cube. Yeah, so she's like, mm, going to go for the younger guys now. The cube. And of course, Eddie had a past life as Captain Cook, so you know he you know he <laughs> really? had a hook a lady. Captain Oh wait, Captain Cook. That's different from Captain Hook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's Captain Cook? Oh, he's some fucking asshole. Uh, why is he? Why is Edward um, Captain Cook? I wonder. He's a guy. I've heard that James Cook was a British explorer, navigator, cartographer, and captain in the British Royal Navy. Uh, he made detailed maps of Newfoundland. He fucking went to the. He achieved first recorded European contact with the eastern coastline of Australia and the Hawaiian Islands, and he first uh, circumnavigated New Zealand. He's an explorer. So he's an explorer. And like from this this painting of him, like he's. The handsome devil. All righty. If, if a little paunchy in this in this painting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, he was married to a woman named 
Elizabeth that had three names. So oh, there you go. oh, and that's why he's famous. He was attacked and killed in 1779 while attempting to detain the ruling chief of the island of Hawaii. Good. This fucking oh, asshole. Oh, this piece this of shit. Piece, this piece I know of who shit. this piece of shit is. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god. <gasps> she probably thinks that he's like a martyr. Yeah, it's some fucking bullshit. Yeah, okay. Oh, this piece of shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, he's a son of a bitch. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wow, and she probably like thought that that's a noble thing too. That's why she gave him that past life. That's yeah. like I don't know. That's like how she thought that George Bush was Harriet Tubman. Did she I don't like is that a compliment to George Bush or what is that? Say that again, but slower. Drive it home. Drive it home. What did I even say? George Bush. Say it again. She believed that George Bush is the reincarnation of Harriet Tubman. Now let that sink in. Let it. That's oh my god. That's insane. It's so insane. (sighs) I don't even know what to say about that. (laughs) I just hope someone's laughing right now. Yeah, you should. Like, I already laughed about it a lot earlier. Yeah. But it's fucking funny. You know what else is fucking insane? What? Captain Cook tried to name the Hawaiian Islands the Sandwich Islands. Ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew, fuck you. Okay. So speaking of um, evil stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to get into like, <sighs> we're in the early 80s. And from here on out... Things are just going to get more fearful and paranoid. Yes. Yeah. So the Ascended Masters, through Elizabeth, taught that there were three separate fallen angels. There was the serpent, Satan, and Lucifer, a.k.a. the devil. Okay. Right. And of course, Elizabeth, she's the the crown of Christ, the vicar of Christ. She's the mantle of Buddha, the office of the, the highest guru, the mother of the world, the messenger for the two beings, Alpha and Omega, the divine fem- masculine and feminine, who span the entire known universe. So, of course, these dark forces want to get her. She is the messenger of the highest beings. Yeah. That even go beyond God. She doesn't need to use the G word. Right. She has Alpha and Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And she went right for it. Right <laughs> for the top of the... And they also taught, remember last, I kept saying yes. Peshuga. What is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pesh, what is Peshuga? What is, what is this Peshuga? What is this Peshuga stuff? <laughs> why is it chicken breast? I was wrong. It's Peshu Alga. And the reason why I couldn't find anything about it is because Elizabeth made it up. It's not actually in the Bible. It's yeah, not a thing. It's not anywhere. Peshu Alga was the first rebel against God. Ah. Yes. He was the serpent in the garden. Mm. Okay. And he also, by the way, not a native of this planet. He descended by spacecraft and he was part of the Sumerian triad of Anu, Anki, and Enlil. Yes, that's right. Elizabeth read Zachariah Sitchin. <laughs> Why does it need a fucking spaceship? Because he was an ancient astronaut, alien, evil. This is a world of nonsense with magic powers and fucking rainbows and things that are invisible. Why does it need a spaceship? Because that's how, you know, the lenticular clouds. And stuff. Right, yeah. Oh, it's she's, just... Also, she's seeing shit, by the way. She's just seeing, like, spaceships in the yeah. air. And 
I mean, maybe she's seeing real things that are there and misinterpreting them as spacecraft. Damn. But yeah, so so Pashu Alga, the first rebel, all of these like negative entities in the Bible and throughout history, they're all like aliens, right? Mm-hmm. They're all Nephilim that they hung out during the flood and then they just came right back. Sick. Yeah. And of course, Elizabeth's father was the embodiment of Peshu Alka. Ah. The serpent, the rebel. Because, <sighs> yeah, like yeah. I said, she, she was a, he was a piece of shit. I mean, but it's like, then that makes you half devil, Elizabeth. Yes. What the hell? Yeah. Eventually, at one point, her parents came to live with her when they were in their 80s. Oh, wow. She was like, yeah, okay. Uh, but she made them pay for room and board. And also asked them, um, she was like, well, if you're going to come live with me, then can you sign over your house to us, to the church? Oh, my God. So her father was like, wow, you're really money hungry and left. And when her father died, she said that his death caused 490 Mexicans to die in a gas explosion. (laughs) What? What indeed? What the fuck, Elizabeth? Cool. Ma'am. Yeah. That's that, like, the... A little bit of that specific number stuff. Yeah. 490 Mexicans died in a gas explosion today because my dad died. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So into the 80s, Elizabeth's fear is growing. World cataclysm is imminent. You know, communism. Unless the keepers of the flame fight back the hordes of demons, entities, UFOs, watchers, and Nephilim. I mean, you know, communism also, at that time, the threat of nuclear war was ever present and very real, you know? Yeah, I think she was more scared about it than other people, though. You know, and they were into the whole doomsday stuff even before. Well, it's just interesting to hear my dad talk about that time. Like, he says that, like, him and his, uh, he was a kid, like, around this this time. um, In the 80s? I mean, he he was born 61. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so, like, right around the 70s into 80s. Uh, you know, him and his friends had a doomsday joint that yeah. like when the bomb started falling, they would, mm-hmm. they would smoke it. Right. Uh, and like that, I mean, that was just kind of a part of culture around then. Like it was, it was that type of total encompassing fear, but kind of on everybody. Right. Kind of like now. Shit. And it's, yeah. People are still, I mean, the doomsday prepper show there's, yeah. it's totally big in our culture. Faster so, information gets the more scared you get. Right. So we're going to touch on um, when the stockpiling began. Yeah, tell me about the Because late, later on, Elizabeth's going to claim that she had, oh, I don't know about the weapons, you know? Individuals are allowed to own guns, but that doesn't have to do with the church. Yeah, okay. Right, right. Um, so a few years before good old Marky Mark died, Lanello, Ascended Master Lanello. Yes. He had established something called the Operation Christ Command. <laughs> that see. sounds like the only Christian metal band that doesn't suck. Yeah, (laughs) the OCC. You see, in April of 1969 marked the beginning of the Dark Ages, a period of time unleashed by the Lords of Karma that would last until April of 2001. Really? uh, Oddly specific. Yeah, I also, 1969 through 2001, I don't think that was any more of the Dark Ages than any other period of... 70s sucked. It's not the Dark Ages, though. Yeah, 70s were one of the dark decades of the last century. Did the Lords of Karma unleash? I don't know. I mean. I don't don't know. I don't think their prophecies came true. Some bad haircuts. Um, 
anyway, so the in order to prepare for these dark ages, right? Yeah. They started to buy survival gear, invest in gold, store food. And this was all in 69, okay? This is, well, Mark's still alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also starts buying guns and ammunition and establishes this retreat in Idaho called the Land of Lanello. <laughs> they also form the Rocky Mountain Sportsman and Survival Club. <laughs> yeah. How many dudes just joined that not knowing what the hell they were getting into? It's just a bunch of dudes stockpiling weapons and like, like hanging out and probably like doing target practice and shit. The like, thing is, it's out there, fun. It's a lot of people doing that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So like that's happening. Meaning Elizabeth is aware of all of that stuff as early as 1973. Yeah, yeah. She's very aware that high-ranking staff members are purchasing weapons and ammunition to defend the church. Right. Literally the land of Lanello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So now back to her paranoia. Operation Christ Command. <clears throat> yeah. So we know that that, that happened. Yeah. There's a precedent for this survivalist stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some other examples of Elizabeth's paranoia. She would make staff members Harry S. and Gilbert H. Mm. Gilbert was Mark's assistant, and Harry was Elizabeth's personal seer for a time, meaning that he helped her come up with visions because she had no creative talent. Ah, um, her ghostwriter. Right. Anyway, they would sleep on a mattress on the ground outside her door with a loaded pistol. <laughs> like fully loaded because she was so paranoid that like dark forces were going to come and harm her in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. And she would get so scared sometimes that staff would be summoned and revolving teams to like uh, decree by her bedside all night, sometimes for days oh. without stopping. Cause she would get so scared. One of the first times I've been like, Oh, she believes a lot of this stuff. Right. Yeah. And when they lived in Malibu, Harry, her seer, would sometimes drive her home. And this was like a 15 to 30 minute drive. And during these drives, she would, stuff would happen. Like she would see squadrons of UFOs in the sky that would, they were piloted by dark aliens or Lucifer, maybe even the spirit of her father and she Whoa. would she would start to get into her whole little and she would do this in the car with harry yeah but he said that she would do it at such an elevated voice and volume and pitch that it would scare him he said it was unlike what she ever did on stage it was even more intense than that and we heard her on stage too yeah. so you have to imagine what the fuck that sounded like for him to be like it was more than what she did on stage wow yeah and she would she would also just like do this sometimes yeah where she would just start shouting at, at bad guys you know, because she, she would see something that scared her or feel slighted, and she would just start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, around this time, someone had called the front desk to place a, a death threat or whatever. And after that, Elizabeth had a dream about someone trying to shoot her while she was up on the altar. And that's the point where uh, she purchased $25,000 bulletproof glass right. to protect herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She had that like on stage with her. Yeah. Yeah, because I've, I've, I've seen some of her like talks or lectures and I'm like, oh, she's got the Pope cage. Yep. And of course, I have to imagine her paranoia 
towards the outside world was emboldened by, you know, her divorce from Randall and yeah. him trying to sue her. And also that, you know, $1.5 million jury verdict against her from Gregory Mull. Right. Which is a small price to pay for killing someone's cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he asked for more. Yeah. He asked for like $200 million. Like, <laughs> And you know what? Respect. And he died like four years later, too. I know, yeah. So shit, man. Yeah. Poor fucking bastard. But I can, I don't know. Poor Elizabeth. I yeah. Mean, not really, but also, yeah. Also, yeah. I mean. Because she, she was fucking scared. She believed this stuff. Yeah. She originally came into this as someone who got yanked in, you know, by the Rube Goldberg machine set up by Guy and Edna back in the 30s. It's true. She's one of the victims of them who went and on to also, victimize others. And also her mom was into theosophy. Right. And her mom was her comfort from her dad because right. she wasn't close with her dad, obviously. Right. And her and her mom were able to bond over the Christian science stuff and, you know. Yeah. And then she like finds Chin Boy, Mark, and- uh, And finally there's someone that she can talk to about all this stuff. Right. And she's, you know, obviously- she has a different brain than most people. And she finally has someone to talk to about this shit. Yeah. And, and he's the, the guy. He's the guy. It's his church. She's, mm-hmm. she's just the queen. She's just Queen Guinevere, right? Yeah. And then he fucks off and dies. Right. And now she has this thing. And I can imagine her, again, being someone else who's bitter, who's fucking jaded about a lot of things. But then mm-hmm. also seeing shit. Yeah. Which none of these other people before her have. True. As far as we know. Yeah. You know? As far as I can assume. I trust that there were times when she definitely doubted her abilities. Like there was one point where she sought out like a hypno regressionist because she wanted to make sure that she was really talking to the masters to see if like when she went under regression, if like they would come through. I hope this guy was not part of the scene. He was just like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Masters? What What is this? Yeah. I don't know if that ever like took place, if she ever actually went to the hypnotist, but I know that yeah. she expressed to someone that she was interested in doing that to like, quote unquote, that's, see if it was real. That's so a real level did, of vulnerability and shit, like letting a technique from outside this mm-hmm. nonsense in, and if she, she, even if she never did it. like Yeah. And it's interesting too, that she would, I don't know, like she needed these seers to sort of help her because she- Right. She uh, was, was confused she, and overwhelmed. Right. She- Thought that it existed, but she thought that she couldn't access it. And when she couldn't access it and go into that trance state and see stuff and like get those messages, it was always because someone around her's energy was off. You know, there's someone around here that's not believing enough or like there's too much bad karma around me or something, or there's dark forces that are trying to get me. I need like three hours of decrees stat so that I can come up with a vision. I can't because these dark forces, I need my staff to come get rid of them. That's some real like projecting like OCD uh, shit. It's very OCD to me. Yeah, All of the, the decree stuff, especially. Yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking of. Like that's, yeah. You know, as soon as like you feel like you've been tainted by something dark, you just, you just got to say the thing 20 times right, and right, then right, it's right. gone. But guess what? That doesn't actually help deal with your emotions. No, it doesn't. What's actually triggering you. Right. It is, it's a great psychic blast of energy yeah. to make you feel good in the moment. You will feel better. It's like smoking a cigarette. Cause I mean, right. I'm, you know, I, I exist on that spectrum, more on the pure O, pure obsessive side of, of OCD. That's why mm-hmm. I'm so good at the research. But like also, I've got a couple steps down there. I'm not full blown, 
you know, have to do like the rituals right. and stuff. Um, and yeah, it's like smoking. You don't have is- to have people around you chanting all night to keep you safe while you sleep. Right. Like that is extreme. Yeah. That's very extreme. Yeah. It's, it's like smoking a cigarette. It doesn't, it doesn't actually satisfy anything. Yeah. It makes you feel like better in the moment. Right. And then the stress comes back and then you, you want that relief from the stress and anxiety again. So you have yeah. another cigarette and shit. It's a, it's a weird kind of addiction to behavior. Yeah. You almost get like addicted to the stress. So that way mm. the relief from it feels so good. Yeah. 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 Like you almost look forward to the conflict because when it's over, you know, it's going to feel like euphoric. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But that's um, a common thing with any addiction. Indeed. So she sells off Camelot and, um, and this is because of the 1.5 million she owes Greg. <laughs> Probably. No, it is like, that's, that's why yeah, they sold Camelot. Be. Yeah, yeah. It fucking must be. Yeah. So she sells off Camelot, move over the HQ to Montana, move it over to the, you know, the inner retreat Royal Teton ranch yeah. because Camelot's no longer safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody's out to get Elizabeth and yeah. to get cut. Um, so everyone has to be in Montana by January. Everybody's 1st. out to get cut. Yeah. Take <laughs> <laughs> like one more step. You're going to cut too. <laughs> the only safe place is Montana. You better get yep. there. So I came across this quote that says the cut experience was essentially living inside the fantasy and nightmare of someone else's pathological delusion. The basic difference between her delusions and those of a paranoid schizophrenic or someone experiencing psychosis is that Elizabeth's were legitimized by a legion of devotees and presented from the summit of an established spiritual hierarchy. Yeah. And a spiritual hierarchy that was only a couple of decades old, too, which, right. you know, uh, but it's still, but now we are a couple decades later. Yeah. It is an established spiritual hierarchy, which was the really impressive thing about Guy and Edna is because they had zero tradition to stand on. Mm-hmm. You know, they just had to put Jesus in there because they needed at least one little hook. But now Elizabeth did not come up with this. Yeah. And that is so fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. She got, she just ended up there. Well, she did start to come up with her own ascended masters right. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like she started forming all these different, it's almost like disassociative identity disorder and a little bit, except almost like she gave it to herself. And yeah. then it just, <laughs> you know, all of these different fractured parts speaking through her. But then like, who, who is Elizabeth? Cause there was people that would write of like, sometimes we would just go walk on the beach and it was almost as if all of the ascended master stuff didn't exist. They didn't talk about any of it. It was like, she was just a totally different and free person. Like she almost could like separate herself from that and just be normal for a time. And she would be happy and she wouldn't, you know, be doing all the decrees and get all scared and stuff for those brief moments of time. She'd be very lucid. Wow. And people liked her. Yeah. I mean, she was lovable. She was charismatic. She had certainly, she had a hypnotic presence and a calming presence, but also she had that anger. Yeah. And where did that anger come from? Is it because, because she couldn't control everything probably? Yeah. And also I think she found herself in a confusing place with no one to back her up, which is something she had always had. And no um, one to assure her that all of this was real. Yeah. She got thrust into leadership, leadership of a thing that shouldn't be, 
without any prior training in leadership, really. Yeah. You know, I think, and also being in a leadership position where you're expected to do a lot of controlling can bring out the worst in you because it's the whole game. That is the whole game that she, yeah, I do feel bad for her. I honestly do too. Like I, I think she was doing the best that she could and just a lot of people's lives got fucked up by all this confusion. The best she could have done was to shut it down and walk away. That's the best she could have done. That's true. She didn't. That's true. But there are so many, like, you always can people at that point. Yeah, I guess. You always can. It's just hard. Yeah, it is. It's very hard, but. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're at Look the at point. Look at Tom from MySpace. <laughs> Look at him. He's just taking pictures, walking around. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We got to move all these people to Montana. Got to get over there. Okay. St. Germain well, gives a. <laughs> Montanans hate when people move there. Yeah, they do. They fucking they hate do. it. They really, they were like, holy shit, what are you doing? <laughs> they really get so How bad. much land are you buying? What the hell? I lived there for a summer in my very early 20s, and people were so mean to me in Bozeman, which is right in this area, until they found out I was only there for the summer, and then their attitude completely changed, and they were all like welcoming and like, oh, you're, you're leaving? Cool. Okay, we'll show you all the cool spots. Yeah. It was like night and day. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. Now that we got a good chunk of followers- over to Montana. St. Germain's going to give his big old dictation mm. through Elizabeth. St. Germain now. Yeah, St. Saint Germain Not is Elmoria. coming to give this dictation okay. because this is, the, this is a big announcement. This is a big okay, so we need SG. We got to start preparing for nuclear war, okay? You got to be in the right place 24 months from now by October 1989 if you are not there Oh, I don't know. You're going to get cut. Something bad. You're going to get cut from cut. Something bad's going to happen. And, you know, of course, followers were ordered uh, to pray that they didn't have any babies during this time. Wow. Like, there was one woman that she was, like, embarrassed for being one of the few pregnant women. And, of course, this meant that anyone that was pregnant during that time, the few people that were, their kids then, like, didn't have a lot of peers their age then. In the yeah, community. yeah, yeah. And I always thought her whole anti-sex, anti-baby uh, thing, or like, I need to approve your pregnancy thing. is so weird because how are you going to grow your fringe religion unless your followers are pumping out big families? Right. And having a lot of kids. Yeah. Like, how else, how did Mormonism grow? You have is a bunch of fucking kids. Exactly. And that, that way, when a third of them don't want fuck all to do with the religion, well, we, we still have a ton left to keep building the, the tree. Yeah. And she didn't do that. No, I, she did not. You know, I think that's part of why it sort of petered out is because, you know, you got to let people fuck. Yeah. You just have you to. Fuck. Especially, you know, when you're down to the most indoctrinated people after a lot of people left at a certain point, just let them fuck, okay? Yeah. I mean, Christianity, like, uh, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. It's been a big part of that forever. But right. But not outside of marriage. But mm-hmm. So. Banning contraception. In the Catholic church and shit. Yeah. Like that's, that's why. They want a lot of babies, yeah. but she didn't. No. Weird. So end of the world, October, 1989. And of course, several end of the world dates would be set. Each one would get averted by decreeing, but people were starting to, you know, do stuff like bottom out their accounts. Mm. Um, Get rid of their pension funds, get multiple credit cards, all to get ready for the funniest typo that I've ever made. 
A Megaron. A Megaron. (laughs) (laughs) Or Armageddon. I was wondering, I saw that in the notes, I was wondering if that was her term or if she just like (laughs) fucked it up and then just like stood by it or if you fucked it. I fucked it up. A Megaron. A Megaron. Yeah, they got to get ready for it. Yeah, and of course they had to sell off their valuables to be converted into gold and silver coins because that's all that's going to be valuable after uh, the end of days or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Imagine, I feel so bad for um, the kids whose parents were like, all right, we're going to sell all of our shit so we can go to fucking Montana. And you have to chant for 10 hours a day now. Yeah. Like, goodbye to everything and everyone you've ever known. And like, 1989, here's what was going on. Outside culture at the time. Um. If you see a faded sign, oh my god, yeah, that says 15 miles to the This is yeah. why they weren't allowed. Yeah, if they had a radio, going to Montana, <laughs> no more of this. All right, we're not going to get sued, and that's it, but... Yeah. Holy shit, I, I, dude, B-52s fucking rule. Yeah, and you're never allowed to listen to them again. Fuck once that! HQ. Dude, how yep. anyone signed on for that? Like... They could have been flipping through the radio on their way to Montana, heard Love Shack, no, and they denied... No, you green sleeves. They denied the truth. Only listen to the keynotes and the, and the decree tapes and the... <laughs> Love Shack baby. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're preparing for nuclear war. All right, all right. Yeah. And um, 1988, this is when Elizabeth suffers an attack of a bunch of seizures. Doctors even declare that she's kind of in a state of like chronic seizures. Oh. Yeah. Oh my. And she had she always believed that it was dark forces causing her seizures. Either that, or it's because her mom wanted to abort her. And wasn't able to, so she carries the pain of that, and that's why she has epilepsy, so she resents her mom for that. That's very weird to me. Yeah. But, you know, so if dark forces are causing these seizures, right, and she was constantly battling off and transmuting these dark forces with 24-7 decrees. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't it get better? Why did it only get worse? Right. Why was shit only ever getting worse and scarier? Okay. If you're, if you're doing it, if you're doing these decrees, you're doing them with more regularity, you have to do them more intensely and shit's not getting better. Then maybe that's not the method to make it get better. Yeah. Maybe you're making it worse. Cause that's, yeah. I mean, just look at, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. And I have to think that all of this stuff, all of her beliefs kind of, helped spur on her neurological decline. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it causes stress. It causes anxiety. Like these are all chemical things that. Yeah. Cause she was literally getting terrified of nothing. Yeah. She'd just be in the car and think that a UFO was like trailing the car and that she had to scream and shout to, to save her life. You yeah. know, think about how fucking scary that would be. That's really scary. I feel, I feel bad for her for experiencing that. And I, 
feel bad that she had a congregation of hundreds of people that were similarly deluded that somehow we're too chicken shit to call it out. Yeah, no one and, was and ever shut it down. able to like get get her help or like get I mean, I don't know. Yeah, by the time her children were I mean, I guess you can't change your mom. You can't change your mom. What can you do? She just is the way she is. But, you know, by the time they had really grown up, she was already uh she was already like pretty much losing her mind by the time she was in her late fifties. Yeah, yeah. That's early. Right. Right. So she goes through these seizures, um, in the late eighties. She has to go to the hospital for a time during that time. She can't write, uh, the, um, the, um, like dictations. Or the dictation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dictations. So I believe Aaron is writing them instead. That's, um, one yeah. of her daughters who yeah. we won't get into the children because I just, it, I there's a lot there and they're yeah. around and, and you yeah. can look them up. And, um, Sean Prophet has a podcast called the radical secular it's really good. He talks about his experience. Check it out. Yeah. But she was training Aaron to be an accredited messenger, sort of like to be her protege, which yeah, yeah. didn't pan out. But during this time that Elizabeth was in the hospital, people were noticing that the dictations made more sense. You oh, know, shit. <laughs> the dictations were a little bit better. Whoa. <laughs> like, so. I'm like, Aaron must've taken them on for a time. People were like, oh, these are good. But then, you know, they, they went back to being confusing again. You know what? Even though I, I it's take, a good thing that Aaron didn't take. Yeah. The no, I was going to say like, even, I have serious um, problems with how Aaron has portrayed the church universal and triumphant after this, uh, even though, you know, she, she talks a lot about, uh, it's not quite as anti-cult stuff as Sean's. Mm -hmm. It's in fact, it's not, it's a lot I of have apology. to read her book in order to like, yeah, really give my I, opinion. From what I've heard of her, I disagree. I take serious umbrage with a lot of stuff she says, but, and that's neither here nor there. What I will say is she could have taken it over. Oh, she really could have. And she didn't. She didn't. Yeah. And I respect I, her. I respect that. the fuck out of that. Mm -hmm. That's the hard choice that like no one else in any of these stories has made so far. Yeah. She absolutely could have taken this and ran with it. And because they were looking for, you know, someone to sort of take take it up. And that's yeah. kind of why it fizzled out. Yeah, no, she made a heroic decision. I will, I will fucking But it ain't that. fizzling out yet. It ain't fizzling out yet. Yes. Because now this period of time marks the beginning of the building of a 13 acre, 756 Ooh. person bunker. Home. 13 acres? Yeah. Whoa. That's big. That's huge. They were doing a ton of construction underground. Wow. They were serious about this. So let me stress, they absolutely 100% believed that the end of the world was imminent, it was coming, and they had to be prepared. Yeah. Like, it was like, coming. it was, they the bombs were going to start flying. A serious risk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it was terrestrial too. It was nuclear war. Yeah. Well, actually, it's the aliens. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the aliens who are aligned with the Soviets. Uh, I would throw my hat if I wasn't wearing headphones. Yep. See, the aliens. They uh, when they arrived on the astral plane, they had a they have a scheme. Okay, to colonize and nuke the planet. And they're going to steal the genes of the light bearers who are, you know, all of the cut members to make their alien race better and then reduce the population of the light bearers on earth by nuking it, which I don't get that. It, I don't get it. 
if yeah. if they want to nuke you, why do they want your genetics? Because then they're not really reducing your population. They're building your population by making more hybrids of you. With the, I don't. I, I have a sneaking suspicion this would be a good place to slap the Oyve button. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's just a sneaking suspicion. I wonder, the light bearer's term. It's like. Is that where light worker comes from? Something like that. Well, you know, the light. They're students of the light. It's right. all about the light. And like, that's cool. I'm a big fan of light and light imagery and shit, but the light bearer, the, the identity of a light bearer, the identity like of a Lucifer. light worker. Yeah. And it's also light just bearer. like, and just like entom- uh, etymologically, like, is that just, is that where that term in culture, like that meme comes from? Is, is it from here? I think it probably predates it. Okay, yeah, because this I, definitely helped popularize it I and look sort into of it. cement it into the new age. I went through a little light worker starseed phase. That was a fun time. Totally fun if you get out. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I was an alien again. You are. I am. I am. See, it's fun to do it as long as you have the wherewithal to to also acknowledge other possibilities. Yeah. Okay. You can have fun being an alien, but as long as you just have the notion of, okay, but it's possible that I'm not, I'm I'm also probably, I'm probably human. You can even believe it as long as you know how to turn the belief off Yep, and believe something else when you need to believe something else. Indeed. That's how it works. So. Personal agency and responsibility. Yeah. That's what it all goddamn comes down to. So Montana, town's unhappy. The press attention is rising. Oh, People have questions about all the stockpiling, including Oprah. <laughs> I didn't include the clip because I was too lazy to find out where it is. That's fine. So they went on Oprah and talked about it. So as you can see, press has questions. Yeah. What are they doing with these bunkers? Yeah. Like what? What is, what is this? They need seven years of food and supplies. I'm wondering why just seven years? I think that, <laughs> is that a Bible thing that there's going to be seven, seven years of. Um, Armageddon, I think it's like a thousand years of darkness. And like, if it's nuclear war, seven's not enough years. Like, this shit's still going to be radioactive. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Is that like how many years of. Oh, it's the tribulation period. Okay. Where the Antichrist comes. Okay, so that is seven um, years. And rules for like seven years. Okay. Okay. All right. Their whole the- their whole belief system is so funny. Fish mash and Yeah, like hodgepodge. the whole um thousand year thing with the thousand year reign where Jesus comes and does yeah. his thousand years and then yeah, Satan's yeah, yeah. banished. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean that's also fucky too. It's very funny because a lot of they don't, people don't agree. Right. It's this, they're reading the same exact thing. They don't agree what it means. Yeah. I mean, revelation is, thing is here. Uh, you know, in, what, what's he saying? I don't know. It's, it could just be a metaphor for Rome. I, you know, it, I don't, it's funny how in the book of revelations, it says like the false prophet. And I'm like, I mean, again, you get like, we're looking at the false prophet. Dude. I mean, again, with, all of these stories, the poetry is so fucking intense. It writes and itself. Like, yeah. Yeah. So they need seven years of food and supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The You're going to need, I don't know, whatever. Elizabeth even asked an optician to make her seven pairs of glasses for the next seven years, you know, one for each year. And she asked him, like, just 
predict what my prescription will be over the next seven years, how my eyesight is going to change. Yeah, yeah. And the optician literally said, like, well, I, you're the one that's making prophecies. Why don't you tell me what your prescription is going to be? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she didn't get the seven pairs of glasses. And, of course, them building this fuck 13 acres, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I know I said it already, but Jesus. Um, this was really good for local businesses, but unfortunately most of the purchases were made on credit because of course these motherfuckers thought the world was going to end. <laughs> right. So what do we care about yeah. spending money we don't have? <sighs> Literally a construction supply store in Livingston went out of business as a result of the debt that like, Oh my God, them. come on. Yep. So it was really good for business, but then it was really bad for yeah. business because they never yeah. Fuck you. Yep. Come on. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was not very well built. There was oh, you water don't damage, say. collapses. They were like rushing to get it done. Also, children and teenagers were expected to work, which, you know, caused them suffering. And, you know, the kids that couldn't work on the shelters, well, their parents dropped them off at homeless shelters so that they wouldn't have to focus on being parents and could just work on the shelter. Oh that my god. Literally happened to oh my at least one god. person. And also a lot of kids ran away because they were like, fuck this. <laughs> good, good job. Yeah. This is also the time that Eddie, Edward Francis, husband number four, and staff member Vernon Hamilton were arrested in connection with the illegal purchase of military style weapons. Oh. See, these weapons were Legal to own, but purchased under a false name. They use the name Malcolm Pace, who's a lawyer that died of AIDS. I don't know why they use that name. Probably because they're homophobic. Probably. I don't, yeah. So the ATF confiscated these weapons. They had uh, 120,000 rounds of ammunition. And a cache of weapons worth $130,000. Yes. And literally on the day that Edward and Vernon were sentenced, another guy, another member, was caught trying to smuggle weapons into the ranch. Like, guys. Yo. Jesus Christ, come on. Dude, that's a stockpile. Well, they thought that people were going to come and raid their bunker when the end of the world happened. Because who are they going to go to? They're going to go to the people that have all the food and everything. That's a stockpile. Yeah. Remember when they said John McAfee had a stockpile and it was like 10 guns? Yeah. And like 300 rounds of ammunition? That's not a stockpile. That's that's some this is dude, a stockpile. Yeah, that's some dude's box under his bed. That this is a stockpile. God right. damn. So they had the guns. A lot of people play that shit down. They they re, they don't emphasize how many guns they fucking had. Yeah, I love Elizabeth being. Like, oh, I didn't. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I never heard of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Eddie got a month in jail and three months of house arrest. And Vernon, I think he got three years probation and like a $1,000 fine. So Word. no biggie. The IRS did briefly revoke the church's tax exempt status. They got it back four years later after agreeing to not own or store any weapons on church property. That's all it takes? Like for four years, that's it? Like, sorry, guys, just don't do that again. Holy shit. I know. Just four years. Like, oh, sorry that we were stockpiling uh, military-grade weapons. They also, they bought two fucking tanks, by the way. (laughs) What? From a company called Tanks-A-Lot. (laughs) I wish I was kidding. (laughs) What? 
<laughs> you can buy a tank? From Tanks A Lot, you can. Tanks are us. I would expect that from Tanks A Lot, but that's really funny. How, do you, how can you buy a tank? They did. Is yeah. it? Does it have the big gun? Do they take the big gun off? They put a potato in it and seal it up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Also, uh, so they got the, the tanks, the guns, whatever. Something else that they have that's a new development is the church's $60 Archangel Michael sword. It's a special sword that you can swing around to separate yourself from any negative attachments and entities. You just just wave it around. A $60 sword? Yep. It's only 18 inches. Such a lame sword. So lame. Yeah. Um, I want an angel sword. That's a lame-ass angel. 18 inches long? I mean... It's a fucking letter opener. You can't have a bunch of people in your church walking around with giant swords, can you? <laughs> that would be the least ridiculous thing these people do. Yeah. <laughs> I. It seems like they did have a, a few fancier swords. They would have one or two established swordsmen that would swing them around on either side of Elizabeth while she would give decrees. Holy shit. And by the way, at this point, she's... She's mother. She's right. my mother that or guru ma. Guru She's ma adopted the thing that you know female cult leaders are one to do. Yeah. Where at, at a certain point, I I am mother. Yes. Call me mother. Too bad Freud was dead for this. Yeah, so she's, she's swinging that sword around. One guy who, uh, he owned some of the trailers in the trailer park, I guess. He was shot and killed <laughs> by the police for swinging around a sword. I don't think it was the Archangel Michael sword. <laughs> it was just he just had another sword. It was a different sword, but he was doing the decrees to Archangel Michael while swinging it around. Was he like running at the police swinging this sword? I don't, they were hiding behind their cars from the account that I read <laughs> while he's just swinging it around. I would be too. Doing the Archangel Michael decrees, which like, if, if you want to just go look up Archangel Michael decree, you will find what they sound like. And just imagine a man swinging, swinging his sword around yeah. that. I mean. It, anyway, he got shot and killed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. It's funny, but. If, if, if the police just is. shot a dude while he was doing a, a, a religious ritual. Yeah. That's fucked up. Um, if he's no, they, swinging the sword at them, because he there was reports of him uh, molesting the child of one of the tenants in the trailer park. Oh, fuck that guy! Yeah, so fuck that guy. I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, all right. I give a shit at all. Indeed. Just what a you show what a way to I go. Mean, what a honestly, weird little honestly, like, he's just a side note in our episode. If you're a cop in Livingston, Montana, and you show up because of reports of a child molester being a piece of shit, and he owns the trailer park or runs the trailer park, whatever. You show up, and he's, and he's swinging a fucking sword around, yelling Archangel Michael decrees. You're going to shoot that guy. Oh, yeah. No like, one. It's going to happen. Right. I, you know. So now the date for nuclear holocaust has been pushed back. It's supposed to be October 1989. That didn't happen. So we're going with March 1990 now. Okay. That's when I was born. Nice. Yeah. Yes. You motherfuckers. And it starts on March 10th. <laughs> uh, I was already. Yeah. I was already around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am your apocalypse, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the disaster date, March 1990. And they were, they're very prepared. They're getting the bunkers ready. In fact, mass marriages are performed so that foreign members of the group could stay on U.S. soil. 
So they were, they were marrying like foreign members to native born members. And I'm just like, what the fuck is the point of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you think that the world is going to end, do you think that- You need to have all your documents in order when you're in the bunker. Yeah, you need your passport. <laughs> you need to really make sure that you're um, a legal citizen. Like you, The atmosphere is burning and right. fucking- <laughs> oh, Make sure you have our passports in order. I know. Like that was stupid. You saw what the law did to- uh, uh, the the diddler, you know, they don't <laughs> fuck around. <laughs> yeah, really. And you know what that meant? That meant that after it didn't happen, there's a whole bunch of foreign people that were like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because they were just marrying strangers to each other. Like she was just matching people up. So starting on March 10th, uh, there's going to be five nights of drills. Because, of course, that's when the Russians are going to strike is at night. And also that's when Elizabeth gets the most scared. <laughs> really though it is she like needs people by her bed at night to like yeah um and you know during these drills and i'm guessing they're called drills that's how they're referred to after the fact because nothing did take place they they weren't drills right like they were they thought it was gonna fucking happen it was happening tonight yeah it wasn't a drill it was for real it just didn't happen. They had heavily armed men that would sit and look out turrets, just watching the sky, waiting for the missiles to, to That's going to help. Descend. Yeah. They yeah, were, we need a lookout right. to see when the bombs start falling. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And they expected to see like, you know, roving bands of locals and raiding armies. And of course, these guys on, on lookout were ordered uh Shoot to kill. So they just thought that they were going to be like looking at mushroom clouds in the distance. Then like hordes of people of color would come running out yeah, of the, on the, first the night. grass. Fucking, yeah, just like at yeah. the same. Yeah, the sure. It's going to descend to like every <laughs> in just one day. Like it's going to take a year or so for things to get, you know, for mutants to be crawling around. Uh, I agree with the Christians. Comic books are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so. The end of the the five nights as the night, March 15th, okay? This is when Elizabeth is convinced that the attack will occur. This is the night. They shut off the power and the water on the ranch. The water lines get blown out, winterized, propane and sewage lines disconnected, all incriminating documents destroyed and burned, all credit cards cut up. Why? Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Why indeed? What do you think that's going to (laughs) do? Why cutting it up? I don't know. Destroying incriminating documents? No one cares about the documents. I care. I care now. I care a little bit. I I want to know. What's in them? Right. So everyone's told, get into the shelter and strap into your bed. The bombs are coming. So I'm imagining people like literally strapped into their beds. Which is terrifying. Yes. And, and everyone was made to decree until early in the morning, like all night. And Elizabeth said that she could see this huge alien spacecraft hovering over the ranch. So That's loud. what they were all decreeing against, you know? So was she like, I can see it. It's there. Yeah. Nobody else could see it. Was she like in a ballroom gown with a walkie talkie out in front of the. I don't know. I don't know. Unless there was like a little uh, hatch door that she could go out and like peek out and be like, is it happening? Oh my God. Oh, ah! oh there's the Nephilim. Oh. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Okay. 
But let's just imagine for a moment if this actually took place, because this is a, a wet bunker that yeah. water damages. There's the grain is all moldy because it's not being stored properly. There's like yeah. rats. It's not. It's not expertly designed. Okay. No. And 756 people in here. You have a stockpile of guns and ammunition. How long, if this had happened, until the people in there went fucking crazy and started grabbing those guns or something? Yo, like there is a book series. It's um, it's like a near future fantasy, or it's sort of. It, it's it seems like an interesting series, but it's about like this end of the world event happens around this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens is all electronics and uh, power, you know, electricity things and digital, th- anything that uses electricity doesn't work Yeah, and never will, which would be an end of the world. So it would, you know, completely fuck up civilization, especially civilization that was used to that. But Cut is one of the primary villains in this really long series. Yeah. And they established like a fucking theocracy in Montana and they're like, they're, they're the bad guys as this like magical. Like, wow. Yeah. 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 I want to, I want to read this series. I, I forget what the fucking name is called. Wow, I'll send that it sounds to you. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. Cause like just fucking imagine if, if it had gone down, I mean, they would have the glory of being right, but then they would just die like everyone else because oh, yeah. their bunkers, I don't think those were going to hold up. I'm sorry, guys, but uh-uh. And I have to imagine that nuclear war would set off the Yellowstone. Yeah. Probably, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but luckily, you know, and of course, this is always the excuse when nothing happens, when the prophecy doesn't come true. You know why? Why? Because your decrees worked. Oh, right. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, we... Prayed it away. We chanted it away, guys. We did it. Right, that's why World War II didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. Hard decrees worked, guys. God damn. Right. So, um, March 15th, on the 16th. The Ides of March. Yeah, they they come out of the bunker and, oh, would you, would you look at that? Everything's fine. Wow. Yep. Everything is just fine. It's because our decrees worked. Yeah. With the crisis averted, there were enormous bills to pay. Yeah. Literally. Literally, many people went bankrupt. They had to, like, move back home. Uh, they were sh- sh- they were in the shit. They were in the shit. They thought the world was going to end. Yeah. They acted as if they were going to die tomorrow. They went all in. Mm-hmm. On so, the Megageddon. Only about a third of people leave. Really? Yeah. And the, the rest stayed. Probably something to do with like the sunken cost fallacy or just like, I don't know where else to go or what to do, uh, or they're really indoctrinated. They, I mean, nobody was there unless they believed that stuff, except for the kids that were probably like, mom, dad, what the fuck are you doing to me? Yeah. Yeah, And I cannot stress how bad I feel for these kids. Right. Because imagine your parents telling you that the world that you know is going to like end. Yeah. (laughs) And that there's going to be demons and aliens and dark ones. And like, there's going to be roving bands of people coming to try and hurt us. And if we survive, that is how scary. It's fucking terrifying. How very scary for a child to try and like, I mean, scary for the adults that believed it too, you know, cause you kind of rely on your parents to keep you safe and to inform your worldview and here your parents are telling you that <laughs> to be afraid of everything yeah. and that the world's 
going to be over soon. I mean, the damn. kids are pretty great at saying, hey, that's bullshit. Yeah. 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 So only a third of people leave. And then the fuel tanks bust and leak 31,000 gallons of gasoline and diesel into the ground. Oh, my God. Um, not great for, like, oh. the, the springs and the wildlife. Yeah, area. dude. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Come on now. But Oh, it's because of the followers. Oh. Ignorant animal magnetism and poor diets. If Really? They, yeah. If they just hadn't been so ignorant and animalistic, then the fuel leak wouldn't have happened. That's what Elizabeth says anyway. Why wouldn't she just say if they had been better fuel tank builders? Yeah, right. Why is it? Because everything is so is the fault yeah. of these dark forces. Yeah, and yeah. not doing, not following the rules enough. Yeah. So her mind is starting to deteriorate more, and we're we're in like the mid or oh, around yeah, the mid nineties, early nineties now. Yeah, yeah, early nineties, and we're getting into the the mid ish nineties. And of course, after this. She goes on ABC Nightline. That's that clip that we heard at the beginning. I really right, right. recommend going and, and watching that because that's after the whole March 15th thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She goes on there and she says, oh, we never thought that the world was going to end. We right. just thought there was a possibility. We never went under there. Yeah. To protect ourselves. Blatant lie, ma'am. That's crazy because that's like, it's, you that did? is so it's so perpetuated now. Yep. Everything about these guys is like uh, the you failed know. prophecies over and over again, but people still like yeah. But, uh, but like also like if you search this shit, the line you will get even from you know journalists who aren't part of like is that like it it doesn't talk about the you know them going into the, and really think it, like it does kind of repeat that like you know she says that they 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 were afraid of nuclear war at some point yeah, in the next so twelve they built years them or something and then they have them just in case right like. No, no, they built them because of these multiple like dates that uh, popped into her head. What's hilarious is she didn't push it back when she knew it wasn't going to happen. Like yeah. she th- did think it was going to happen. Well, they they did keep pushing it back at a certain point. Right, but then they let it. Yeah, happen. That and never happen. happens with other cults. Right, they did let it happen. Then it didn't happen, and then people stayed anyway. Right. Well, shit. Their decrees worked. Their decrees did work. Isn't it good to feel like you have some power for once in your fucking miserable life? Yeah. Right. So despite the breakup of the former Soviet Union, (laughs) Elizabeth continued to believe that they were, you know, a threat. Right. Yeah. They are, but not for the reasons she thinks. Right. She also started relying on a psychic hairdresser to, to help her with coming up with prophecies. Wait. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because you're the one who no. started the thing no, no, no. that created the psychic hairdressers that other people go to. No, no, no. Uh, Master El Moria is now talking to the psychic hairdresser. Uh, so El Moira, hairdresser, then Elizabeth, then Elizabeth gives it to her followers. So I don't know how that got. Everything's all messed up now. This shit is falling apart. Yeah. This she, is collapsing. She at was the relying on other people also to tell her the amount of uh, karma that staff had balanced. What? She didn't know. What? I didn't know. What? She also- That's so um, weird. She started doing stuff like showing slideshows of the children of members of the church to show off what the physical standard was for light bearer children and would explain like, oh, large ears are a Nephilim feature, aka an evil alien. So like if you, and she, you know, uh, if you have a wide mouth and a small nose, that means you're a robot, which by Elizabeth, you have a wide mouth and a small nose. It feels like a robot. 
Yeah. And she also said that far apart eyes and eyebrows signal desirability and intelligence. So she was doing a ton of phrenology. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like, imagine you're sitting in the audience and she's describing your face and how, like, evil you are because of the features on your face. Now, that's the culture I was expecting, not the psychic hairdresser nonsense. Yeah. And miraculously, in 1994, she gave birth to a son Hmm. at age 55. Wow. Yeah. And she claimed that this was a miracle because she had, you know, prayed about it. She asked the masters uh, when really she had done hormone treatment. And I think she used, oh, okay. she did like in, in vitro. vitro fertilization and used the an egg from someone else. Okay. A relative. I'm not sure who, so I won't say. But uh, she did claim that it was an all natural miracle, baby. Wow. I was going to say, you know, that would be really sort of miraculous. It but it turns be. out it was just. Medical science. Yeah, indeed. That's Which is so a miracle in and of itself. It's really weird that she has like a son like my age. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, do you know his name? Seth. Um, Sup, bud? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Seth? <laughs> Sorry, we've been ragging on your mom so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, in 1996, cut member Gilbert Clairbo was hired as president. Because okay. Elizabeth's, you know, her mental status is starting to... Starting to crack. Yeah. Uh, and he saw the organization as more of a corporation than a church. He started trimming down the staff, getting rid of people that had been there since Lanello days. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, the income from tithing started to drop to almost nothing. There's no new members. Two-thirds of their royalty ton ranch property was sold to the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, which good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, good. We should be preserving the land. Although we heard about, you know, old Anello's Rocky Mountain Sportsman. We don't know who these guys are. Yeah, who is I don't Rocky? know who oh these guys Oh my God, are. what if that's just another one of their shell companies? You can just name stuff things. I you can name a thing, them. whatever you want. We didn't want. even talk about um, Lanello Industries and their whole selling oh, right. um, uh, cables as a scam. That's... That's yeah. a whole thing. That's a whole fucking thing. These people have done so much. They've done so much. This is going to be a long episode, but we they barely even. Weed. That's why. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. If only they had. Oh my god. Yeah. So 1997. We're we're rounding this thing out. Okay. We have a new president. He's trimming things out. We're not seeing any growth. Yeah, they're trying to just like a publishing yeah. company. Just a you know. Eddie, he's decided the nanny is hotter than Elizabeth. He's going to marry her. I don't blame um, him. Yeah, they go to court over the miracle baby. But, you know, uh, Eddie got full custody because a year later, Elizabeth is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Wow. At this, She's like 50. In, yeah, in her eight? late 50s. Yeah. Wow. She's declared mentally and financially incompetent in 99. Also, this is when Clarebo's like, I don't want to deal with, yeah, with this I'm whole out. thing. I'm, I'm stepping out. Management, deal with it. Um, so the glory days are gone. And then Elizabeth retires to Bozeman, Montana. She's cared for by family and followers until her death in 2009. And of course, cut still exists. The retreat is still there. Summit University Press is still there. You can buy the online course. And again, a lot of the teachings of Cut have filtered into other movements. I'm going to say people took the torch and yeah, well, I'm going to say the religion called spirituality now, capital S spirituality, which is a very different thing than just, you know, lowercase spirituality being interested in, you know, caring about this stuff 
but not, uh, I'm not religious. I'm, I'm spiritual. Right. As you know, there is a, a, a sub, which I would describe, there's a subset of people I would describe as like my religion is spirituality. Right. And that shit, a lot of it comes from this. And I think even in a way more than the I am activity, this is kind of the, the thing that pushed it into the, the, the modern context in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, gave it the flavor and the aesthetics yeah, and of, it, it of helped legitimize context. this you know, I don't know. I think it also helped legitimize this stuff just by the virtue of having now a few people who have been fucked up, insane leaders of this, creating yeah. the framework for which they can stand on. If you look um, Elizabeth Claire Prophet up on YouTube, they still, what they're doing now, I believe, is a lot of missionary work in other countries, which they, they huh. visited other countries all along, but now especially they are setting up groups in impoverished areas and spreading their teachings to people that, I mean, uh, shit, you want a hot meal? You want like, yeah, I mean, well, just do our decrees too. And, and okay. But we'll feed you. We'll be nice to you. Well, yeah. Well here you can't really get away with that anymore because the well's been poisoned enough. So it can't be so overt as it used to be. Mm Mm-hmm. Another country besides America, just by the virtue of, you know, or except for like the Western European countries, just because you share so much culture with America, like other places don't have that. The well hasn't been poisoned yet, so right. they can and get away with that. it's still just Jesus-y enough, mm-hmm. and it copies enough from evangelicalism yeah. that it can very easily get away with what it's doing. Dude, I'm going to say evangelism, like— muscly, super white Jesus. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's part of this same tradition. I'm going to go out on a limb and yeah, say. No, I, yeah, no, I fully agree with yeah. the, the singing and the chanting yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the Netflix series, The Family? No. I check it out. I will. Yeah. And you said something about how the best thing that she could have done would be to just shut the whole yeah. thing down. But that would have meant like admitting to herself that all of her beliefs since childhood aren't real. Yes. And that's a hard ask. Yes. Someone has to, they have to have enough time away from the thing. That's true. She never had any time away from it. It was 24 seven, these teachings. Yeah, that's super true. I mean, I guess she did have her little vacations, but like, you know, even when she went on vacations and stuff, she brought her posse with her. She brought her like assistance and whatever. And I do believe that she she might have questioned the validity of some of the stuff, but when she was in it, when she was doing it, she believed it. I think when when she was out of the trance, she did have moments where she was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> That's the thing with all this but, stuff, man. All, all of these all of these types of groups, I mean, this this type of teaching in particular, this teaching in particular, the Ascended Master stuff, it's so much of it is about, and the things that have come after it and it spawned up, so much of it is, is about getting getting the train wheels moving and getting, getting the machine running and it's just running a little too fast for mm-hmm. you to keep up with. And so you can't right. really step away from it and, and think about it. part of their teachings was to get rid of the quote-unquote dweller on the threshold, which is a term from Edward Bulwer-Lytton's book, Zanoni. Okay. That Helena Blavatsky really loved. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we also know him from the coming race and coming up with the Vril, the underground race of lizard people. Because I know the dweller on the threshold from theosophy. Like I know it's a term. So that's where she got that from. Interesting. And that's sort of, it it was a term sort of to describe this shadow self. Yeah, the Jungian shadow. Other self. Yeah. Right. 
and Elizabeth and Cut, they wanted to destroy this dweller, okay, in order to make you be more of your Christ self, right. like enter your light body, live in the light. So you have to get rid of this dweller. But like, to me, I want to keep my dweller because right. what my dweller does is keeps me safe. Right. I need that part of me that's kind of on the lookout for danger, that experiences negative emotion. I, suffering is part of the human condition. Well, uh, two things. One, yes, I'm going to do this, but... uh Twin Peaks, the original season, uh, the original series, the dwell, the fight, the 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 fight with the dweller on the threshold. That is the end of that series. And the Red Room, Dale, and the you know, and the thing. If you've seen it, like that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Which I was very vague about that, but they know what I'm talking about. If they know what I'm talking about, two. In Jungian psychology, like a big thing about it, about the shadow self, which it is a different concept, but it's you know, it's in the same vein. But to to reach full individuation as a person, you have to understand your shadow self and right. integrate it into your yeah, personality so you have to like kind of make friends with it so like when you start yeah. to get real sad or whatever you're just like oh yep there's that part of me that well you have to understand that you can be a monster yeah and you might need to be a monster one day uh-huh you know you might need to be dangerous a person should be dangerous but you should also understand exactly how you are dangerous so that you're not accidentally dangerous right and i feel like um, this is the summoning and binding of demons you know yeah 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 looking at all of this stuff had me reflecting a lot on my shadow self and like the qualities of me that I can identify with within Elizabeth, which is sort of that, that stubborn, Mm. that stubbornness. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Stories about how she would just, I don't know, sort of fly off the handle sometimes or get overwhelmed and scared and need the reassurance of others. Of course she did it to an extreme degree, Of course, but we all have that where like we feel afraid or we feel targeted and like we want to feel better immediately. And unfortunately, that's not how pain works. No, it's, Some, it's not. Sometimes things are hard and there is no quick solution and you just got to deal with the hard times. Just sit with it. Right. And it, that those hard times are going to coexist with like good times too. Yeah. Like, but it's still, it's, it's a whole process, you know, and it's a never ending process. Yeah. So there is no way to eliminate that dweller. So it's just a, it's a stupid goal. It's a goal that's going to disappoint you and you're never going to achieve it. It's a goal that's going to destroy you. Yeah. You can't win that fight. That's an unwinnable fight. It will destroy you. Yeah. And it's like you think of eating from the the tree of knowledge of good and evil and how that was the original sin. And she would talk about that a lot. And I think that knowledge of, of good and evil. So what does that mean? It means the human distinction between like good and bad, yeah. good and evil, light versus dark. The ability is, to judge. Right. This is something that animals don't really have. Right. That is something that kind of separates us from animals. Animals don't look at another animal doing something and think like, ah, oh, what an asshole. Right. <laughs> or like, what a bad, what a bad uh, chipmunk. I mean, in some ways they what do. An evil chipmunk. Like there's, yeah. you know, um, but male bison make... will get ostracized from the, right. from the uh, pack by, from, uh, trying to trying to fuck the wrong uh, bison and they'll get, but it's an, but it's a, but it is a different judgments. thing exactly it's right. just it, there's a consequence like your soul is going to hell or not right yeah that's something that humans do that's something humans and do and i think that is 
part of an original sin. It at least is a little bit sinful when someone decides to make themselves the judge yeah. of other people's goodness and badness. Which is exactly what we're doing here. But fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> but we also have, I have a lot of empathy as well. I do. No, I absolutely it's do. It's like, it's more complicated than just good and bad. Yes. That's the whole point is like, okay. I don't, I don't know. Guy and no evil. Guy and no more evil. Although, but that's the thing. I'm so hard on them because I think like, just as you know, you see some of your shadow in Elizabeth, like I definitely see like way more of my shadow side in Guy and Edna. Yeah. And I think I both that. of I was trying to decide which one, but it's both of them well, you, versus like Elizabeth and, right. uh, you know, you Mar- attached more to the I am activity and I attached mm-hmm. more to Summit Lighthouse and Cut because I felt like there is so, a little bit something about Mark and Elizabeth that I related to. Yeah. But Mark and Guy are... They were both running from creditors. They both had to use fake names. They both started this shit kind of later in life. Yeah. You but, know? And all, but Elizabeth and, and Mark and fucking Edna and Guy are parallel stories in a way. In that, like, the two dudes died early. Yeah. You know, before, like. And the wives sort of, like. And the wives, are, you know, this is, this is a saga of female empowerment. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like, it, it's just an interesting side of it. But also, this, the style. I mean, these guys. Uh, Mark and Elizabeth believed the shit they were selling to a point. To a point, yeah. Guy and Edna believed something believe entirely different. Right. That they did not share with anyone else. Mm-hmm. And Guy and Edna just, they worked on, they didn't care about getting the individuals. They wanted a mass of people. And they did their shit with just sheer force of will. Yeah. You know, sheer oratory power and force of will and magic tricks to just project their image onto the world and mm-hmm. just blow the fucking doors open. Whereas... Mark and Elizabeth had doubts and they had, they needed other people. Right. They needed their followers. They needed them there. They were there. also like, they were like shepherds of yeah. the herd too. Yeah. They, they love, I think they loved people more than Guy, yeah, and, they Guy wanted and Edna. the adoration yeah. of their followers. They loved it. That's what, I, I think that drove them almost as much as money. I think so. I think, I think- I would say more, honestly. Yeah. I think people like, you know, Randall King and the other husbands, they were driven by the money. Yes. You know, the other inner circle, they were driven by the money. Elizabeth, I think, was driven by the P. And she was driven by a need for validation of the the shit that she had in her head that she couldn't square with. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't square with it. Yeah. Shit, man. So, woo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. So I have this thought, right, that Elizabeth Prophet herself was a victim of indoctrination, okay? She helped to indoctrinate many other people, but she was also a victim. Yes. And I think, uh, in a way, Mark probably was too. But once she moved in with Mark, she started training to be the messenger, right? Yeah. She was instructed by Mark. She was isolated from the outer world without any contact with alternate views and sort of like, you know, completely at the mercy of Mark Prophet and his beliefs as they were twin flames. And that's not to say that she was victimized by him or anything, but she certainly was indoctrinated into something. Right. And she certainly was much younger than him. And he had, mm, well, I guess at this point when they met, he didn't really have much status at all, but she did meet him at 
one of his meetings. He was at that point traveling around and she respected him spiritually. She came to believe in her own divine destiny and her messages. She wanted that specialness. Yeah. Like, because I think she always knew that there was something special about her. And I would agree with that, you know, with her out-of-body experiences and her uh, seizures that would send her into trances and stuff. And also the way that she would assign divine cosmic importance to normal stuff. Like, yeah. oh, I opened up the newspaper to this page. I mean, and that's OCD shit, dude. And this thing like, was like a thing that I was thinking earlier. And that, yeah. it just validates all that synchronicity. So she was very magically minded yeah. in that way. And I think that also probably did have some OCD tendencies, if not really strong ones when it came to the decree stuff. She was trapped in this kind of world of isolation from, because of her own beliefs, you know, like she, she was boxed in by this worldview that was suffocating. Yeah. And also everyone's expecting her to have all the answers all the time, you know, like she's mother, (laughs) she's the connection to the divine realm, you know, she is, as we've been talking about, this is like a, it's a mind virus. Like the, this like story that got, that got told and it just got spun into this fucking engine that just started grabbing people. Yeah. 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 And And once you have so many people that believe you and love you and believe your message, what are you going to do? Be like, "Uh, I don't know if I believe any of that anymore. Yeah. What's she going to do? Go work in a factory? Yeah, really? What was she going to do? Uh, give up everything that she had built up to that point and that she was, you know, it's just the... She could have gone Krishnamurti. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, actually she could have been gone a teacher around and given them... And, and, been, and told people about their personal insight, agency and, and shit. Yeah. She found it. Right. You know, I don't know. Like... I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's easy to judge. It's easy to judge. It is. And of course, she had... She was fueled by her political beliefs and fears as well. Yeah. That played a big role into it. You know, they were also doing decrees to try and overthrow the government. Yeah. Didn't mention that much, but it surely was That's happening. definitely part of it. Yeah. And then, so, so once you have this worldview of, of paranoia and fear and uh, you got to do all these things right and your followers really believe you, then you're just stuck in a vortex of, of fear, right? Yeah. And reaction, you know, a fear and reactionary thinking. Paranoia. Yeah. And it just, it sort of has spilled out in, into the world through these, there's so many offshoots. Oh yeah. Of all this stuff. Right. And I think that a lot of the people that are drawn to it are the types of personalities that want to be told what to do and how to be good. Yeah. How to make it not hurt so fucking much. Right. And for that, I, I can't bag on them no. very much. Like, no, I, 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 re- I don't like bagging on people that join culture get sucked in because it's not their fucking fault. No, it's not. They're victims. They, they want some They're community. They want some meaning. They want some explanations. Like, I really don't blame them at all. I've been in rough parts of my life where, you know, I was probably susceptible to nonsense. Mm-hmm. Shit gets hard sometimes. The thing that keeps me from it is that there's always a paywall to this shit. I know. <laughs> you got to buy our fuck. books. You got to whatever. And I'm like, I'm cheap. I'm like, eh, I'm good. 
Yeah. I'll read the free PDFs online and form my own ideology. Yeah, 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 yeah. If anyone is telling you that they have all the answers. They're wrong. Yeah, stay away from them. Stay, stay the fuck away from them. Find your own answers. Yeah, it's within you. Do the reading yourself. You don't need any messenger to tell you, okay? You, you are the messenger. <laughs> you are the authority over, you yes. are region over your own world. Exactly. You don't need anyone else to tell you what to believe. You're going to know intrinsically by yourself what, <laughs> what sort of moral code you want to abide by. Yeah. God damn. Just do good and be good. Be nice. Try to, try to make it not suck so much for everyone else, but, uh, but let them keep their agency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God, don't call them to the carpet. Don't ever call them to the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shit. We've been recording for a long time now. Yes, we have. I think we have enough. Yeah. So that is Elizabeth Clare Prophet. That is the church universal and triumphant and triumphant. They were not. Nope. All right. Ah, all right. Well, I think next week we're going to be talking about, uh, (laughs) I'm calling it the losers bracket yeah. of the uh, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> these were the heavy hitters. These these two series are the heavy hitters. Now we're gonna go back and see like a little small take hitters. some peaks of some uh, offshoots and stuff, and then mm-hmm. kind of get to some modern stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, we hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Hope you learned I, a lot. I learned a ton. This is fascinating. This is absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and um, we yeah. love you. We love you. Be well. Take care. Bye.